Halloween Havoc was an annual event held by the World Champion Wrestling Promotion. The event was themed around the ghoulish holiday, which included an impressive set of giant jack-o'-lanterns, demons, and gravestones. Many of the competitors dress in different costumes than usual, making the event a fun divergence from the typical weekly programming. Through the 90s, WCW seemed a viable rival of the juggernaut promotion WWE, at that time WWF, with its highly popular New World Order storyline. NWO was a stable which consisted of Hulk Hogan, Razor Raymond, and Kevin Nash. While NWO was successful, WCW failed to bring on any new stars at the conclusion of the storyline, putting the promotion in trouble against WWF. In 1999, Vince Russo took control of writing the WCW storylines. His first pay-per-view was that year's Halloween Havoc. Many hold this to be the beginning of the end of the promotion. The heavyweight championship match of the night was between Sting and Hulk Hogan. American made by the Oak Ridge Boys plays, but Hogan is nowhere to be seen. The announcer explains that the challenger always comes out first, even though every other match this evening began with the championship first. Regardless, Sting's music plays and he enters, then Hogan's music begins again. Hogan enters, shares some choice words with Sting, then Hogan lays down, surrendering, is pinned by Sting, and counted out, and Sting wins the match. The audience is flabbergasted. Some speculate Hogan was written out due to conflicts with the powers that be and to make way for more cooperative stars, Bret Hart and Chris Benoit. In 2000, the struggling WCW was bought by WWF, which acquired the trademarks, video libraries, and a few contracts of world champion wrestling. In 2018, Las Vegas-based company KBN Inc. filed for the trademark of Halloween Havoc, which according to the United States Patent and Trademark Office has been listed as dead since 2005. Or should I say, undead? This week only on a very spooky Halloween episode of Monday Scary Movie Night Fright, we discuss Incarnate. Cue the trailer. Have an archdemon possessing the body of an innocent 11 year old boy. <laughs> Of course, we sent in the best exorcists, but they failed. I don't do exorcisms. I don't use religious methods to treat the symptoms. I go inside the victim's mind to treat the disease. Cameron! This is not real. What happens when this entity is done with a kid and decides to jump? The boy dies. He's gonna flatline. You're gonna burn. This is the strongest I've ever encountered. Oh my god. God is not here. Okay. Welcome to Monday Scary Movie Night Fright. Uh, the uh, Halloween edition of uh, better known as Monday Movie Night Raw. I'm your host, Miles. I host this bit. What the fuck is up? <coughs> this is a Halloween edition. For those that are new to the podcast, this is a comedy podcast about WWE Studio Films. WWE Studios is a film production company owned by WWE. They team with other production companies to make movies that star WWE wrestlers alongside well-known actors and actresses. Every week we discuss a movie created by WWE Studios. Every episode features a friend of mine as a guest and also features a wrestler of the week, which is always the wrestler starring in the movie that week. And I have a lot of fun doing it, so thanks for listening. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest of the week, MJ Lightningbug. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I'm thanks for having glad me. Glad you're here. 
Emily or MJ is super cool. Love her. She is, we're like new friends, kind of, right? Yeah, I guess you could say we're new friends. We haven't been friends for very long. But, um, no, but yeah, she's a, an amazing artist. You, uh, what, how would you categorize your painting? Is it like, uh, I guess like psychedelic, psychedelic yeah, psychedelic it's surrealism. Really surrealism, yeah, psy realism, yeah, absolutely, psychedelic surrealism, mm-hmm. psy realism. I know, I love your paintings. <laughs> oh, thanks, but okay, so. As per a Halloween episode, I had I just had some Halloween questions for you to like get the ball rolling. So the first one was, okay, so when you were a kid, were you more of a homemade Halloween costume or a bagged Halloween costume kind of kid? Um, I was I would have to say a homemade Halloween costume. My biological mom was super into like making my costumes, so like. You know, my first, like, little baby costume, she, like, made me a pumpkin costume, and then she made me this, like, witch costume when I was, like, four that was, like, dope as hell. And then uh, when I was, like, in third grade, my one of my aunts made me a Spongebob square bra costume. Wait. (laughs) Yeah, it was hilarious. So you were, like, Lady Spongebob? (laughs) No, I was, like, Lady Spongebob, and it was really (laughs) raunchy. I got sent. To the principal's office. Right, because, oh, you, like, wore it for, like, the Halloween parade? For, like, parade Halloween in school, yeah. yeah. Did you guys do that, the Halloween parade, where you, like, would go through the hallways? No, we didn't. You just did, like, classroom shit? Yeah, we just Like, where the parents out. would bring, like, treats and whatever and, like, do Not games? Not even like Not that. even that. You like, just wore costumes. We, I mean, like, we had candy, yeah, oh, but yeah. we didn't, like, do a parade or any crazy Yeah, my school shit. was, we like... We had, like, an assembly, maybe? I don't remember. That was so long ago. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, how about elementary school? No, yeah, I was definitely more. I don't know. It depended on the depended on the year, like what I was. Yeah. Like my mom really always liked making my costumes, but like, um, I remember I was like Ron Weasley one year, so like I oh had the, like I know, so I had like bought the Harry Potter robe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like I wanted to be a ninja one year, so like my mom just had me buy the bag costume. Right. But um, I guess well, I guess you kind of the answer I was gonna ask what your most memorable Halloween costume was. I was gonna say from like when you were a kid, mine was like um, or you could do one from now too either, but. My mom made me like a leprechaun costume, and I've always been a tall kid, like even since I was like in elementary school. So I was like this super tall, gangly leprechaun with like red <laughs> hair for my Halloween costume. It was so lame, but yeah, my mom made it. It was like super cute. One year she made me, I was Poe the Teletubby, like oh my the God. red one. Yeah. And she made the whole costume, and oh, it wow. looked like fucking Hollywood quality. It was like, wow. yeah, it looked, had the little like sparkly TV on it and everything. But um, well, I have a couple other no, yeah. memorable Halloween costumes because as I got older, what I would do is I would like one part buy a bagged costume and then like do something with it to like take it to the next level. Right. So um, one of those was when I was really little. So second grade, actually, right before SpongeBob Square Bra, I was a Furby. <laughs> like I bought a, you remember oh my Furbies? God, yes. I was a Furby and I had a matching fucking Furby <laughs> that oh I carried God. with me it's when like, I went trick-or-treating. It's like American Girl dolls, but like Furby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you have like the Furby beak? Or yeah, it? dude, it no. was like a straight up. Well, the beak was like down at the stomach and oh. then your head kind of like pops out like oh, a third the... eye. It was Ew. weird. It I, was weird. Because they kind of have like a third eye thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I, then uh, the other one, which is kind of funny that you said you were Ron Weasley, because I bought like one of the generic like slutty 
Hogwarts costumes. And I was in Catholic school. This was my junior year of high school. So I was in Catholic school at the time. And so I wore it, you know, like with tights and a sweater so that I could, you know, not get sent home. And then I made a sign that said Hogwarts (laughs) Express, any house, any (laughs) time. So I was basically a Harry Potter prostitute. That is so funny. (laughs) And and no one got it. Or they did and didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, sweet. Oh, uh, how old were you when you stopped trick-or-treating? I think I was in college because I, I went to, well, I have two younger siblings, so oh. I would like dress up with them and, and just the like candy. have a little bag be like, yo, homie. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> pass the Snickers. Pa- pass the Kit Kat. <laughs> you know, if you got any of those gummy burgers. Yeah. Well, I was like always like a nerdy theater kid in high school. So mm-hmm. like we would all through high school, we'd dress up and like go trick or treating like me and all the other theater kids. Like I definitely did not stop when I was 13 or whatever. Oh, no. I Probably senior year of high school, I was, like, on my own. Like, because I'm the youngest in my family. Like, I don't have younger siblings. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would just go with my friends. And it was always fine because we, like, would go out on our costumes, you know, like, go all out on them. So, like, I think people were like, oh, they're trying. Give them some candy. Right. Right. Um, So we watched a horror movie for this uh, episode. Do you like horror movies? I do, actually. Yeah, I do. Um, So what was the first... I don't know why I keep talking about your childhood, but what was your first... um, It's like a therapy session. Right. I'm like, what was your first... Well, actually, what was your first horror movie monster you remember being afraid of, like, when you were a kid? Okay. Well, when I was a kid, I had a really, really potent... I still have a really potent imagination, but when I was a kid, I, like, didn't know how to handle it. So, like... Like family, like my uncle told me the story of The Shining, and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> just like, told you like the book just like told much. me about like the movie. Didn't even tell me much. Just told me about Red Rum, really. Right. And like, like oh here's God. Johnny, and like I was like freaked the fuck out. And then when eventually, when I was like in college, and I actually watched it, I was like, this ain't shit. <laughs> oh my god! But like. Uh, when I was like four or something, like right when it came out, like in the nineties, uh, I, my like childhood best friend, he's basically my twin brother. Um, he has an older brother who he's like 10 years older than us. And he was watching this movie and like, we watched it with him and that shit. No, that was like the scariest shit ever. (laughs) This is crazy because I was going to say the exact same thing. When I was a kid, it fucked me up. That was so scary. I remember laying in bed after I watched it and I swore to God, I saw like the word it like dripping in blood onto the wall. Like, you know what I mean? Like in my bedroom, like I was like, I was tripping out. We we it. actually like had to like take baths together. Like my friend and I. And you're like, I'm going to get because, like, well, I'm, yeah, I blood mean, it, is going to start exploding. Yeah. In the we were both like freaked out. So we were right. like, we can't like shower alone. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, I know. <laughs> like the fingers are going to come out of the drain. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I know. But I love Tim Curry. That's a great movie. We all float down here. Oh my God. And it's way better. It's scarier than the new one. The new one's like, have you seen it? I have seen it. I don't. I don't know. I think I like it. I mean, well, I mean, it was scarier in that time uh, than the new one. Like, there's something about new horror films that, like, they're not the same. They're not the same. No, they just like it's like a lot of like jump scare. Yes, jump scare. Like, yeah, because what was scary about the original one is he's being like funny. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, cracking it's like jokes, his seductive and it's got, yeah, and he's got nature. those cre- like, creepy and the face. It's he doesn't look like traditionally scary, like how the new one looks. It's like mm-hmm. the old one's like it's scary because it doesn't look scary. Yeah, because it lures you in. Right, like it's supposed. Yeah, yeah like exactly. the, conceptually, that film it is scarier. Absolutely. But the new one has like its own thing going for it. Right. Absolutely. But I just couldn't like stop thinking about because one of the kids, 
is the kid from Stranger Things. I know. Or like two of them. <laughs> right. It felt like, like watching Stranger Things. And exactly. And I like that's all I can think about. Right. <laughs> um cool. Well, we're not here to talk about it. We're here to right. talk about Incarnate. Incarnate. <laughs> well, it's um, got it in the name. True. It, it, well, it's eight, but it. you know, <laughs> you know. Um so did you like Incarnate? Um I I, I kind of want to be one of those people who's like, I hate to love it, but I love to hate it. Dude, that's all these movies. Yeah. I love them. It was like horrible, but it, great. I know. It's awesome. I, it re- <laughs> my, I think what I came up for, what I think it is, it's like Inception meets Insidious. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was. Because they got the like dream thing going on and also like the possessed kid thing. But what I'll say is it failed at both genres. It wasn't a Just thriller. Just like it follows. It Falls is a great movie, though. I hated It Falls. Really? I think I it's a, it. a divisive film because a lot of people say it's like the best horror movie of like the 2000s. Well, it didn't explain like anything. The 2010s. Just like Incarnate, it didn't explain anything. Like what? what is an Incarnate? I don't I know, even know. I know. <laughs> I want to know. We still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. I'm like waiting right. for the end credit scene. By the way, like I know, Incarnate like, me. Yeah, like some, like, what is an Incarnate? The director like opening up his book to like, and here is what it means. Right. Okay. So, um, do you just want to get into the movie? Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's so, do it. so the movie opens with Lindsay and her little son Cameron, and they're walking to their apartment with groceries. Right. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay's played by Sharice Van Houten, which is the night is dark and <laughs> of Melisandre from Game of Thrones. She's great. We love her. She's the best. Um, she has a really funny accent, though. Don't you think? It's like in this movie, it is kind of strange because they like tried to play it off saying that she's from Holland, Holland but right. she doesn't have. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it acts. It sounds like an American, like she's like trying to do an American accent, but keeps fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> but um, so Cameron, they're like, she's trying to like, Lindsay's trying to like open the apartment door or like to get inside. And Cameron notices this creepy old lady, like this homeless lady across the street, like digging in a dumpster. And he's like totally staring at her. And it's like, maybe Lindsay should have taught Cameron about like socioeconomics and like homelessness, you know, because it's like, why are you staring? You live in a big city. So they're inside the Cameron, they're inside the apartment, right? And Cameron, uh, Cameron's dad, Dan, keeps calling Lindsay's cell phone, but she keeps ignoring it. And then there's this weird bit where she holds up two boxes or a box of lasagna or spaghetti. And she's like, what are we having? Spaghetti? And then she puts it on her left and then shakes on her right. Or spaghetti. And I'm like, that's not. She's like trying to be funny. Funny. But it's I'm like, not. Lindsay. And, dude, even Cameron's like, haha. Okay, <laughs> mom. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, they're having a good time. They're fun. They're fun. So, right. So later, Lindsay's asleep on the couch. And Cameron puts a blanket over her and takes her phone into the bathroom to listen to Dan's messages that he's been sending her. Mm-hmm. And Dan's like, you can't keep him from me. He's my kid too, you know. Please just answer the phone. And then uh, he clicks on another message and this one. I didn't mean to hit him. Dude, yeah, it's a big fucking reveal. He's like, look, I didn't mean to hit him. It was an accident and I've apologized. What more do you want from me? And then Cameron's like about to click the like call back button. Mm-hmm. But then rude ass Lindsay comes banging on the bathroom door. And I'm like, you're a bit overbearing. Like he was in the bathroom for like 30 seconds. And she's like, are you okay in there? What's going on? And I'm like, girl, leave the kid alone. Maybe that's why he resents you. So like how nosy <laughs> can you be, right? You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seems like he's in the bathroom for like two seconds. She's like banging on the door. So anyway, cut to later that night. Cameron's in bed and he's drawing in his notebook in his bedroom. And then he hears a noise in the living room, right? And we're like, what the fuck? So he goes to check it out, passes by Lindsay's bedroom, 
And she's asleep with an empty glass of wine in her nightstand. She's sauced as fuck. She's passed out. She probably washed that wine. Wa- <laughs> probably washed a Xanax down with that wine. You know, she's fucked. So Cameron goes into the kitchen, and you know, he's. Like, it seems like Cameron's like taking care of himself here. Like this chick's got yeah, all kinds of emotional issues. She's like passed out. Anyway, so Cameron goes in the kitchen, and there's the noise is just the string from the blinds hitting the window, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so the then bead on it. Yeah, the little bead on it, and it's like click, click, and it was like oh. So then he closes the window, and then he's walking back to his bedroom, and he notices there's some dirty footprints on the ground. Oh, but wait. Before we get there, can yeah. we talk about the, like, half-assed jump scare? Oh, uh, where it's like, what? And it's like, Yeah, it's like at the very bottom of the frame. Like some, like, the, like yeah, the homeless lady, The homeless right? lady like, fucking darts run, by. darts by. And, and it's, it's got, like, a yeah, kind of like sound, but it's, like, sound, really... Yeah. Half ass. It, it didn't scare me. I was like, jump scare. Well, the, I was like, the noise oh, there's a jump scare. Me. Well, yeah, but I feel like this whole soundtrack was like uh, using like open stock horror m- movie oh, I know. music. It's like boom. It's like yeah, it's like mean, trailer music. Like right. boom, 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 boom. It's the music they played in the trailer. I swear. <laughs> um, uh, so um, and yeah, there's dirty footprints on the ground, and honestly, didn't that apartment look a little bit messy anyway like the well window. yeah it was grungy as fuck i'm like girl there's no problem there's footprints on the ground I'm like they're they're i'm sure this is a dirty apartment like, i mean you, know, you got hot mess mama over here like and you right. know like, I'm like little. i don't know, think the footprints would cause Sunny much alarm Cam isn't gonna like, he's like oh yeah those are my footprints from earlier when i was walking around barefoot with my dirty ass too. feet so then okay so nah, the they ho- were like greasy though it was like oil <laughs> it was like legit oil. Yeah, it was like it was like legit like oil <laughs> footprints so we, we kind of gave it away but the homeless lady from earlier is on the fucking ceiling right and she's like gasping making noises and then jumps down onto cameron and starts grabbing him and then cameron gets like really calm for a second and then just like sits up and snaps the lady's neck and then uh Lindsay's like from the other room is like cameron and he looks at the camera and his eyes turn red Dun dun dun. dun 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 and we see the title incarnate Ba-ba-ba. and it starts playing sail oh my god <laughs> sail it literally does it that sail. it plays twice in the movie because it plays in the end credits too it's like what the movie ends on i'm like why is this why why just why? why i don't i already hate it when it's on the radio let alone in this fucking movie so i really like the incarnate font it kind of it's like glowy and red yeah um but yeah so now we're uh next scene we're in a nightclub with Aaron Eckhart, our boy. And Sale is playing. Sale like, is why playing. would Sale be playing at a nightclub and it's not like Erica Badu, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's lit, dude. Sale is playing. Everyone's having a great time. So it's not lit if Sale is playing <laughs> at a nightclub. No, and that club looks boring as hell. Like Henry is a fucking I he's know. he's been through it. So yeah, we love Aaron Eckhart. He's hot. He's great. So we walk up so he walks up to this dude in a suit who's surrounded by like a bunch of hot chicks. And Aaron Eckhart is like Time to go, Henry. And Henry's like, who are you? And then he tells Henry to look at his watch. And it says, it's like, 146. It's been 146 since you walked in here. Uh, and then Henry's like, my watch froze. So what? And then Aaron Eckhart is like, I'll bet every watch and clock in this place says the exact same thing. And then uh, Aaron gives Henry a Zippo lighter to help Henry, like, remember who he is, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like... Henry, uh, Henry is like, my brother gave me this when I, when I made partner. And then Aaron like totally roasts him. He's like, that's right, Henry, you're a lawyer. You work all the time. You have no social life. And frankly, women hardly look in your direction. I'm like, damn. He just read Henry. So savage. So Aaron's like, um, we're not in a nightclub. Wake up, buddy. We're in your head. So, um, but, and, but you know, the demon is not having it. Um, 
I, th- I think probably the audience is a little confused at this point. It'll all get explained, I promise. Um, I mean, I was a little confused at this point, is. to be honest. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, at first I thought it was the dad, and I was like, oh, is the dad like a demon fighter? Like, yeah, I was that's like, that's dope. dope. No, but, and I was like, oh, no, no, he's just some random dude the, with, like, problems that, like, demon oh, fights. No, know? yeah. No, the dad, Dan, is such a washed-up loser. He's I mean. not cool at all. Okay, well, I won't spoil it. Yeah, well, we'll get know. to it. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So then just then the security guards guards grab Aaron and he's like, uh, the security guard is like, time for you to go. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, again, I'd like to introduce you our wrestler of the week, Mark Henry. Woo! <laughs> so stupid. He's in it. All right. He came and he went because he's literally in it for one second. So the wrestler of the week's Mark Henry. He, uh, was considered like the world's strongest man in 2002 he like won he won the uh arnold schwarzenegger like uh a competition against the world's strongest man at that time so he technically became the world's strongest man in 2002 but anyway what is funny to me actually hilarious is that he's in it for like he has one line and he's in it at the very beginning of the movie as this, and his name in the credits is bouncer number two he's not even bouncer number one so. <laughs> rip. yeah rip for real <laughs> press f for mark henry so um yeah. Oh, there. I, I I remember Mark Henry because there's all these WWE clips or this one clip in particular I think of, but I've seen it a bunch of different places where it's like him pulling two tractor trailers on his back, like as a, like across a line. And I swear it's fucking fake. There's no way it's real. But uh, you know. But whatever. It's a divisive topic. A lot of people think it's real. I think it's fake. Um. So anyway. Aaron fights Mark Henry and the other security guard and somehow is able to, like, have any standing chance against him and, like, starts kicking his ass, right? And he's, like, supposed to be the world's strongest man. So I'm like, I don't know. So one of the hot chicks that um, was sitting with Henry, the lawyer, is, like, uh, looking for Maggie. She says she's so very sorry about your boy. So I guess, like, all the demons chat with each other. Is that what that was supposed to mean? I still, like, don't really understand who the fuck Maggie is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to it. <laughs> At this point, everyone's confused. We're like, everyone's confused. Maggie, like, who's, who's this? this? Where are we going? Boy? That's, and that's why I thought, like, oh, this is the dad. Right, Like, right. because you're talking about a boy. So Aaron's like, fuck you. And then suddenly everyone in the club has, like, all black eyes. And Henry's, like, freaking out. And then so Aaron takes Henry down, like, a back hallway. But the hallway's, like, a loop. Like, when they go through one doorway, they, like, come out the doorway on the other side of the hallway. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, and they go through that one and they come out the other it's end. It's like that scene in Yellow Submarine where it's, like, a hallway <laughs> with all the doors and they keep, like, going in and out of Oh, it's, doors. like, a total Scooby-Doo, like, door, yeah, yeah, yeah. door bit. <laughs> Absolutely. So then the hot chick from who we we're just talking about comes walking towards them and she's like you didn't think i was gonna make it that easy for you did you um so then aaron tells henry to think of his favorite color so they can create a way out of there and he says green and then a green door appears on the wall so they go into the green room and aaron tells henry to jump out the window and the chick is like banging on the door and he's like she's like uh and henry's like but babe your eyes are black and i'm like what the fuck i know that, that killed me i'm like I know. So, how desperate are you I know. homie like so, you really don't get out that much right but baby your eyes are black like, oh. i know i like really want to say that to somebody but like, baby your eyes are black yeah i want somebody to be like hey i'm jang and be like oh, but, but baby, baby your, your eyes, eyes are black. black like even if even if they're not just no. like they're gonna be like what? <laughs> They're gonna be like the fuck. They're gonna be like incarnate. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Henry's like, you can't make me jump. And then Aaron explains that he can't make him do anything. He has to believe, you know, that it'll that it'll work. So he has to, he, he can't make him do it. So the chick busts in and starts making like legit demon noises and like fangs come out from like where her teeth are. So like they, all her teeth turn into fangs. So Henry like yeets the fuck out of that window. He's through it. He's in it. He's out it. And then now we're in Henry's office. Cut to, and he's on the fucking ceiling again. Everybody's on the ceiling in this movie. And he's having, like, a seizure, and uh, papers are swirling in the air around him. Um, but he comes to, and then falls back down into his desk, and then he coughs up a bunch of, like, black, steaming gunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like venom. Right. <laughs> I have to admit, though, when that happened, I was like, oh, that was probably all his paperwork. That sucks. No, I'm like, it's all disorganized. Like, and, like, sucks. His, like, filing cabinets are all flown open. <laughs> Everything's out of them. I'm like, yeah, dang, dang. That's almost worse. I wasn't than... even like, yay, you've been exercised. I was like, dude, your paperwork is fucked. Not exercised, <laughs> evicted. Evict. Well, whatever. Dude. <laughs> semantics. What a, no, like bitch slap that legit man semantics. every single time. He's like, I don't exercise demons. I, I evict them. them. And I just want to be like, wah, wah, wah. Like, cares? oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me play my squirrel smells violin for your pity party. So Aaron's there too, but his hair is long now. Uh, he had like short, nice hair before. He looked like a normal human being. Yeah. Now he looks like a grungy, like, punk rocker Kurt, Kurt Cobain in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah like if Kurt Cobain survived his suicide so um, yeah basically <laughs> I know so um he takes a swig from a flask uh he's been through it he's in a wheelchair also we should know um so his assistant Oliver walks over and he's got this like heavy metal t-shirt on he's got the heavy metal t-shirt where the font looks like a bunch of sticks laid on top of each other and you yeah. can't really read it um uh, it said on IMDb that the t-shirt was the artwork of uh, Nihility, Nihility, uh, and it's an album by Polish death metal band Decapitated. So a little fun fact, right? A little fun thing. A little fun fact. So here. he's like, um, "Rise and shine, boss. Another one bites the dust, huh? Welcome back to reality. How many fingers am I holding up?" And then Aaron's like, "Get your thumb out of my face, Oliver." <laughs> oh, so funny. It comes back and he later. Goes, oh, you'll live. Oh yeah. Oh, you'll live. Doy. Oh. Like wow. Some good more old of this boss. really bad humor. Banter. Like, like, oh. like spaghetti. Yeah, or no. Spaghetti. Really. Like they're fun. They're they're friends. They're having fun, right? Uh, we get it. So and so Aaron like Aaron's like um, Maggie wasn't there. After fifteen dives, I still can't find her. And the dives are like when they go into the mines. Is this right? when it's like really starting to be like Inception? Um, Inception y with the like terminology. Oh, yeah. They're like dancing on the copyright issue. No, definitely. They're like definitely dancing on the copyright issue. <laughs> they're there. like diveception. So, um, and Hen speaking of Insidious, since you were saying it's like a mashup yeah. of both of them, that little boy totally fucking looks like the boy from Inception. Uh, oh, like it's like the from same. From Insidious? Boy. Yeah, from Insidious. Yeah, yeah. Like no, I know. <laughs> I swear they use the same kid. I know. But, I was um, like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, so Henry comes to and he's like, you were in my dream to Aaron. And then Aaron tosses him the Zippo lighter and he says, it wasn't a fucking dream. So this is R rated, man. They're saying fucking and shit in the movie. Wow. So. Yeah, I know. Um, I, okay. I also have to say it was at this point when I kind of like yelled at the screen and I was like, just cause you're an alcoholic in a wheelchair doesn't make me feel sorry for you. Oh my God. Dude, like, every time he'd, like, take a shot and, like, get this, like, close-up of this pain no, looked he... on his face, I'd be like, your alcoholism doesn't make me feel bad for you. Give me an actual reason to exactly. feel bad for and you. And then later on when he's just sitting there, like, watching home videos of his dead family and he's, like, crying. And I'm like, like, laughing at him. I'm I like, know. oh, you, you're so 
I was just saying. Well, I can feel the, like, obviously I feel for him. His family is dead. But, like, not move on. But, like, learn to cope or try. Reach out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to be move so. Move on. Or move on. Just move. I mean, like, doesn't mean you have to forget your family. Absolutely. But, like, get the fuck over it. Get over you know? I know. There's other people. Oliver, Riley, they both care a lot about him. Right. Camilla, even. And honestly, did you feel a little tension between Aaron and Lindsay? Or am I tripping? Because I swear they had a little romance going on, maybe tentatively. I don't know, because every time when she would come up, I'd be like, the night is dark. <laughs> it was just like, all I could think of was Melisandre. Right. So, so like, um, I couldn't. But I, I actually kind of like felt like there was a little bit of tension between Lady Vatican and... Oh, Camilla, and, Camilla and, and Seth? And Aaron. Aaron's character's name is Seth Ember. I feel like we should yeah, bring Dr. that... Dr. Ember. Dr. Ember. We should Dr. bring that Dr. into Ember. the conversation because yeah. I can't just call him Aaron the whole movie. Sure we can. Why we not? could. We'll call Lindsay Melisandre. We'll call him Aaron. <laughs> It'll be great. So we're back in Aaron's office, <clears throat> excuse me, with Oliver, and they're reviewing the tape of Henry from earlier. And I have a little clip here, so let's take a listen. This is going to be the end of you. You know that, right? I'll lower the dosage next time. I can't lower the dosage. Problem is you, boss. You're Come the problem. Look what the bouncer did to your wrist. Look, you're adapting. It's becoming too real. It sounds like he cares so I'm telling you, Mark if you don't watch it, you're going to get What's stuck in there. Wrist? You get stuck in there. Soft on me, are you, Oliver? I'm just saying. I don't know. Take a month or two off. Let your body recover. You know. Let your body recover. Go to the spa. Oh my god! Don't even bring that into the conversation. <laughs> oh, that's Maggie. It's like a little. I dug up all the places our guy visited before the this profession. This is Riley. She's the Aside best. Aside from his office, he hung out at Starbucks and low-rent strip clubs. Okay, Why they have to name-drop Starbucks? I need surveillance tape on the night such a visited. They probably funded. Want to see what he's hanging oh, out? Oh, it's branded content. You know. I think I just heard Oliver volunteer. Oh, you cannot pay me enough money. No, besides, I have a date with reality tonight. Well, that sounds intriguing. What's her name? What's her name? Sarah. Wait a minute. What happened to Jenny? Jenny? Jenny wanted to go skydiving, so... This part's hilarious. You broke up with so her dumb. because she wanted to go skydiving. Yeah. You know how I feel about high places. High places? Oliver, have I taught you nothing? Oh, my God. I almost forgot. There's someone named Camilla that's here to see you. She said she's from the Andrade Archdiocese. The Vatican? The Vatican? Ah. So, right. So, um, right. So we found out that, like, the Inception thing Aaron's doing is getting too real and he's showing physical signs of being in people's minds, which that doesn't come up again. Like, he's never getting, he never gets, like, stuck in there so much. You know what I mean? Well, okay. It kind of comes up when he, like, is with the kid and his, like, stomach. intestine gets ripped out. Okay. Well, because then he's got all the fucking, like, bruises when he's, Thank like, you. Yeah. Okay. So when I saw but that, I was like, aside from that, it doesn't really. It doesn't really come up. No, and it's like if it was getting too real, his intestines should have been all ripped out at that He should have had some more than just like minor bruising. It, sure. He should have had some like internal bleeding absolutely. to go along with it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I have a couple other things to say about that uh, part with the bruising, so we'll get to it when we get back there. Okay, cool. So, um, 
So Camilla from the Vatican is there to propose to Dr. Ember, Aaron yeah. Eckhart, our boy, to do an exorcism on Cameron, Melisandre's son from Inception <laughs> or from Insidious. We're like legitimately calling her Melisandre. <laughs> so the Insidious kid. Right. So Dr. Ember Ember is in the meeting with Camilla. And she's like, so I understand you've done three exorcisms in the last month. And then like we were saying, Seth is like, I prefer to call them evictions. So then Seth asks why they don't hire Felix Nazara. Um, he'll come again later, come in again later. Uh, Camilla slides Seth a briefcase, and she Seth says he doesn't work with the Vatican. And then uh, he says he doesn't think what he does belongs to one single religion. Uh, Camilla's like, what, exercising demons? And then Seth goes off. He, like, fucking gets triggered, and he's like, uh, to you, it's demons. To others, it's unclean spirits, gin, something else I can't pronounce. And uh, really, it's a parasitic entity in a non-corporal transference. And I like the way the movie kind of brings in a little scientific stuff in there. It's kind of fun. I think it's refreshing. It's like a fun, yeah. it's a fun take. Because it's like they poke fun at the classic exorcism movie and then like kind of turn it on their head, like do their own little spin on it, which I appreciate mm. it. I, points for trying, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. I did appreciate his little trigger moment. Where he's I like, know. Um, he's like, no. no. I'm like, slant. we get it. You're agnostic. Chill. So, um, because uh, he doesn't seem like an atheist. He seems like all religions are right. It's just all like, so the same like thing. So he's like a fucking Baha'i. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's like basically all religions are right. Right, like right. Okay, so that's not really what exa- – it's different because gnostic, gnostic is different. Gnostic is like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like I don't know, <laughs> I don't so care. I don't care. <laughs> right. Um. So Camilla's like, what if I told you uh, the parasitic entity just took a little boy? And then Heartless, Seth is like, I'd say it's not my problem. And then Camilla's like, what if I told you it's Maggie? Oh, Maggie. Oh, now he gives a fuck. He's like, oh, not Maggie. So He's uh, got them priorities on lock. lock. But Seth doesn't buy it because the lady, the last lady who the Vatican sent dangled the same carrot in front of him, he says. And it turned out to be a lesser succubus who nearly killed him and his assistants. Uh, Camilla says she doesn't know anything about that, but if he changes his mind to give her a call. But hurry, because Cameron won't last more than three days. So, I guess I'll just bring this up now. Why, why does the Vatican care to exercise Cameron? Why did they care to give Dr. Ember a briefcase of money? Why is Camilla there? Why are they invested? I don't understand that at all. I, I understand. Think it has to do with this whole, like, archdemon thing that they never right. explain. Right, it's not But, explained. I mean, it sounds... Pretty epic, you know. You have an archdemon. Yeah, so it's like the Vatican possession. wants to stop the archdemon just because they are the Vatican. Well, maybe that's like maybe that's what the fuck. What is this movie called? Incarnate. Incarnate. Thank it you. Is. That maybe that's what the incarnates are. Is like these archdemons taking human form. The incarnates are the Bro. people that are able to go into their minds. Because oh. Felix is an incarnate, and Seth oh. is an incarnate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see what I mean? Like I just I cracked the case wide you open. You just figured no, it out. It's, it's, oh my gosh, I've been trying to figure out what the incarnate I, is like this whole time. <laughs> I've watched the movie like three times, so like it's like in one line. He's like Felix was an incarnate. It's like they say it once. And oh it's yeah. Thrown away. You're like why would you remember that? It's just stupid. So like, you're trying to keep the plot in your head anyway. I do remember them saying that though, because I was like, oh wait, they're gonna explain this. Oh, yeah, no, it's no. just that Felix and Seth were both people that were able to go in the brains. I don't know. So they're like archangels. Oh, see, there's this whole lore that could be going on in the story. They, they could have made it a thing, but they didn't. No, they because didn't. I mean, as you can tell by the humor. Their writers, their writers' room was not, you know. It wasn't popping. It was not popping. They were not <laughs> thinking outside of the box. They you were see. thinking very much inside 
of the $5 taco box. Oh, hell so. yeah. I love that. That's a great saying. $5 taco box. I know, but you have to change it for whatever the taco box is. Right, like, the $5 chalupa five, box. $5 Doritos Locos, whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, $5 oh. cravings deal. That was the best there you one go. There you go. Bro, I love that $5 cravings deal. RIP cravings deal. Now I'm like... Really want Taco Bell? Taco Bell. <laughs> the other thing, horrible, dude. There, there is no Taco Bells in Detroit. Have I know it's that? so weird. There's one. There's one, and it's in Wayne State's campus. I know, and they close at like six o'clock, and I the know. line is always out the fucking door, and it's like mall prices because it's like a little kiosk kind of Taco yeah. Bell, you know. But then I'd rather just go to Owl Diner instead. Little plug for Owl Diner in Royal Oak on Woodward. Oh, Owl Diner, like yeah, yeah. Mile. I know, yeah. There's good Mexican food. I was we just got there Mexican last town night. right over here. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a flat tire. I know, I like... saw that. I mean, you post about it on Facebook. That's good that your friend was able to help I you. I know. Well, like, he literally lives like two miles away oh. and was like literally on his way there. I was like, hey. What did you need help with? Just changing it? Well, okay. Or you don't have a spare. I don't have a spare, so he brought his spare, but his spare didn't fit, so then we had to put my tire back on, and then I had to drive, like, three miles on Woodward to his house to, like, park it and then deal with it in the morning when the tire shop was open. Right. It was the scariest three-mile drive of my life. Dude, and it's Halloween season. It sounded... You don't know what could happen. ...like a machine gun was going off for 20 minutes in my fucking car, and it was shaking... It was terrifying. And it was raining. Yeah. And it was like, he was like on the other side of Woodward. So I had to stay in the left lane. Well, you know, so you know. Like 20 miles an hour. It was horrible. Well, uh, yeah. So you know what else makes a machine gun sound go off in my brain is this movie. Because yeah. Because it's so crazy. So. so <laughs> nice little, trail back. Thank yeah, you. Nice trail back. Yeah. So Seth goes to visit Felix Nazara. He's like an old priest dude. Okay, is his last name supposed to be a, like a like a reference to Nazareth, like Jesus? Probably. Or is it? Am I mishearing it? It's Lazara, and it's supposed to be like Lazarus, like risen from the dead. I don't know. Well, because <laughs> well, that's a good question. Because Felix always makes me think of the like Felix Felicis. <laughs> makes me think of Felix the cat mostly. Potion. The cat clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the the Felix Felicis, I think it was what it's called. What the is like that? potion from Harry Potter, the, oh. like good luck potion. <laughs> That's what it is. No, well, okay, but then the guy gives him the good luck potion in this fucking movie. Yeah, so right? like the like serum. Okay, so dang, they're just like skirting on all sorts of references, <laughs> all kinds of copyright, huh? more like. Well, that that's a little bit more abstract than like You're the right. straight up rip off of Insidious. Yeah, JK Inception. is gonna be like fucking coming to get them. Over oh that. my god, like I can totally see her being scrutinizing that, being like, nope, copyright, <laughs> no, suit. no. <laughs> Nagini was an Asian woman, so um, uh, so Seth gives um, or Felix is like you're with friends here and gives Seth like a glass of bourbon, so he's enabling his alcoholism which is kind of you know obviously he's a bad friend he's an enabler but you know what i was thinking uh, friends are usually enablers you know you tend to yeah. pick people that you have that enable you to do things that's why you're there your yeah friend. people who like i mean well it depends on where you're at in life absolutely you know? no i agree but definitely with where dr ember is oh, at oh yeah in life he's gonna choose people that are gonna enable him. yeah to pour him up a fat glass of bourbon so it's very mm -hmm. sad Bummer, you know. Okay, it's dark. So anyway, Felix is um, sure that it's Maggie, um, but the Vatican is leaving him out of this one, I guess. 
Um, so apparently he just slays kids or right. something. Like, yeah. We never like totally clear on what his method is, but Seth's not really approving of it. Right. Um, apparently it's kind of gruesome. So, uh, Seth is like, um, how do you know it's Maggie? And then, so Felix shows Seth that he's been keeping an old incarnate, this other guy, uh, that's possessed in a sealed chamber in his like laboratory garage thing. His like studio. So then his studio. <laughs> Right. See, this is where I got confused as to what the incarnate was. Right. So it's like these people that have these powers that yeah. that demons target because yeah, because of their powers. their powers, and so it makes the demons threatened because they can stop them. They're the only people that can stop the demons. Right. Right. Well, except for priests can sometimes stop the demons. Right. Kinda, sort of. Maybe. Extra. They can exercise the demon out instead of evict it. I don't know. Is in this universe do like normal exorcisms work? I don't know. So it um, sounds like usually they do, but when it's an archdemon as opposed to a regular demon, then it's like oh, the archdemons are the dangerous ones. They're like the super dangerous ones. Right, I feel you. You know what I mean. So Felix shows Seth that he's wait. I already said that. So then, um, okay. So the demons know a lot about humans. This is what Felix says. So isn't it time the humans know about them? So, um, so so the, did the demon tell him about Maggie? How does he know that Maggie is in Cameron? I don't. That wasn't really never understood. No, to me. it was. It was because he straight up said, like he told me all of this. Like he like kind of like listed a Cliff Notes version of everything that this demon said, and then was like, and oh. I heard it straight from him. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So then, um, so Felix shows very intense. Yeah, right. It's intense. So it's Felix a very intense scene. Felix shows <laughs> Seth that he's created a serum from the blood of the possessed dude. Um, who has captured, and the serum will take whoever is possessed and then, like, wake them up for just long enough to kill themselves uh, before the demon takes hold again, which if you die, I guess, while you're uh, possessed, then you, um, the demon dies too, I suppose. It, that is my understanding of what's going on with the serum. That would That would make sense. As long as there was no other living hosts around. around. No, that's what it is. So then they say yeah. later that the demons can jump. If there's another living host mm -hmm. around, then if that person dies, they can jump to another host. Right. So you got to not touch them or be in their vicinity, right, that right. kind of thing. So, but usually they do their incarnation, incarnate things in like a closed space. Incarnation, instant breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so they're instant breakfast. So now it, it she's feeding. Did you watch that? Did you get that? So, so now it's so okay. <laughs> so now uh so now Seth knows for sure that it's Maggie, right? So he calls Camilla and tells her he's in. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. So now Seth and Camilla are in the car together and Camilla's got like a file on the case. So he gives like Seth the little rundown. I have another clip here. I like this one cuz it kind of like, you know, it breaks it all down for us. So um well, we'll see you in a second. The boy's name is Cameron Sparrow. The boy's parents just recently divorced. She the has mother a is originally from ass. Holland. She's a terrible actress. She has a restraining order against the father, an alcoholic. But she looks like she'd he broke the boy's really arm. Good Lois oh, she's beautiful. Or MJ. She's gorgeous. Like, like, I love like history of Mary Jane. Schizophrenia, delusion, any meds I should know about? No, nothing in his records. The mother heard him screw in the kitchen. And when she arrived, she found this. The boy um, broke oh, her neck. When she said she found this, it's a picture of Of course, of we sent in the best yeah. exorcists to handle yeah. the situation. But Cover our base. Didn't, 
look they quite failed. as maimed and bloody as it did in the original scene. Looks like she got How does it transfer? Uh, cleaned up. Physical contact. For the covered <laughs> up police photo. Victims, can all she had to get ready for her Kids Instagram the debut. <laughs> people. I haven't told the mother about your connection with Maggie. Is that boy quarantined? No one has touched Cameron in a week. Yeah, I feel like her action is worse. She's tired. She's been through a lot. We're keeping oh, her yeah. away from the boy. Because she's like not sure if she's British. I've already answered these questions like, a thousand right. times. Or like Scottish. Right. This Who is not Sandra right Mrs. here. Sparrow? Just Lindsay. No, no, Mrs. Yeah. Lindsay, we brought Dr. Amber to help you. Another priest. Great. No, he's not a priest. No, he's not a priest. <laughs> he's like a therapist. Yeah, see, she, she sounds like she's Spanish. She's from the Vatican, right? Then why are you here? Barcelona? I'm here to evaluate. That's not even right. No, the Vatican's in Italy. Whatever, so she's Italy. She would be in Italy. She would have an accent like this. She could be like Spanish. You're here to perform an exorcism, right? Let's get this straight right off the bat. I don't do exorcisms. I don't use religious methods to treat the symptoms. I go inside the victim's mind to treat the disease. I don't compel these entities from the outside. I evict them. I evict them. I cannot take him seriously when he talks about this shit. It's so funny. The entity that is holding your son has no real power. It's a parasite. It feeds off your son's energy. But in order to do that, it has to hold okay, on. Okay, so dream you're state. an agnostic, but now Even if his eyes are open and he's speaking, oh. yeah, I know. Asleep, the entity is controlling him. In order to keep that control, <laughs> it has to convince some him. Some people call it your vibe. His dream is real. They gotta convince the dream camera, girl. But convincing him he's in another reality. Yes. 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 <coughs> yes, Lindsay. Through suggestion, it rifles through his mind. Chris shows him what he wants most, but it's all a lie. Christian Bale is. I dare to analyze. You're thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep, you're right. Once Cameron sure sees the truth, <laughs> the entity loses its power. <laughs> what happens to the entity? It'll try to jump to the nearest living host. We were saying. Mm-hmm. If it can't find a host, it dies. Yeah, but a host, it dies. And you've done this before? <coughs> yeah, bitch, he, she's done it before. Doesn't he look like it? <laughs> yeah, he's banned through it. Look at the bruise on his wrist. He's done it before. It's getting too real. It wasn't even like a bruise. It was like a weird, like, like, it like, uh, almost like an arm, but without the cross. Yeah. So this is, he's like, I've done this before, and he like shows her a clip on his phone, and her face is like, actually good acting. I'm, I was feeling like, damn. She's great. I love her. She's a, she's a gem. She's a prize. Wait, wait for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you convinced me. Fine, okay, you got it. Jesus, fine. So, right, so that clip, basically, we, we just find out about like how the semantics, you know, the semantics of like how the possessions work we find out that the demons don't have true power over their victims they have to uh um lull their victims into a dream state to convince so that they can use their body out you know to do their their bidding which makes sense right like points for adding logic no to yeah the it's... process of this possession situation oh yeah i love it so i, I didn't want to interrupt the clip but there's a part where um camilla is like um seth asks like how does the demon transfer and then Camilla's like, by, by by touch, which is fine. But if this is Maggie, the demon Maggie, then he should know that that's how Maggie's demon transfers. Unless it transfers differently. But it's not it, Maggie. No, the, it, it is, right? Maggie's definitely inside of Cameron. That's like what the whole movie's about. <laughs> 
because I still don't understand who Maggie is. <laughs> look, okay, look. So, so anyway, um, yeah, I was kind of like, what the fuck? So I'm a little bit iffy on the transfer by touch thing. So anyway, so they so they go to visit Cameron, and there's a priest there who's like, the boy hasn't eaten in days. And Camilla's like, why don't you take a rest, father? That was a really bad accent. How would you do her accent? Why don't you Why don't you take a rest, father? No, that was really... <laughs> that was really Irish. That was Irish. You're right. How would you like an Italian one? Why don't Wait. you take a rest? <laughs> when it's not Italian, <laughs> she's got this, like, weird, like... Uh... Why don't you take a rest, father? <laughs> it's not even, it's like... like a vampire sound. <laughs> okay so then in the, the, why don't you take a rest <laughs> like, okay seriously she's like you're not going anywhere no she straight up sounds like a vampire no what's his name from from the room tommy <laughs> tommy wiseau. wiseau yeah like she's got the same accent as tommy wiseau. what if i told you the boy was possessed yeah exactly see that was it <laughs> so the the priest looks at dr ember with like the dirtiest look as he walks away i was like oh anyway so then road i know i was like oh, road so then camilla tells Lindsay to wait in the living room so, and okay, I don't know if you remember, but I really like Lindsay's sweater in this scene. It's like cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little pink. Honestly, I like the costumes. I think they're fun. <laughs> really, each character's got their own little thing going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Seth says that it's just an evaluation. You know, no big deal. If he can't identify it, no, he says, if I can't identify it's Maggie, then he is leaving. So Camilla unlocks the door. Inside, Cameron's like, hello, Dr. Ember, with like this creepy demon voice. And uh, so this shit is fucking scary. I don't like this part. Um, Cameron's like, how does it feel to chew five gum? I'm just kidding. He says, <laughs> he says <laughs> was that like your plug yeah, for five gum? <laughs> it was my riff on the movie. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks MJ. <laughs> so, so, so he's like, no, what he actually says is, how, how does it feel to lose the ones you love? Uh, so that Seth is like, you know me, then who are you? And then Cameron gets all fucking poetic. He's like, I'm known as Ash, Plague, Mortal Desire. And then he lunges at Seth. So it's like, oh my God. Oh, another jump scale. Scare. Scare. See, but that one was like way better Absolutely. than the first one. Because the like, first one was like, Wah! and it was just like added Added in. some like dramatic tension before yeah. the jump scare. And then you're like, oh, oh my God. Because like, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, it, if it judges you, you're you fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then uh, Cameron says something in Latin, or I don't know. Devil talk. I think it's Latin. Devil talk. It's like... Blah, 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 blah. That's yeah, it's like, it's like demon Latin. Demon Latin, demon for sure. Latin. It's like some uh, Dr. Faustus shit. So anyway... We'll call it Daten. Faustus? Whatever. So um, the subtitles say, uh, I will torture all of those you love. Um, and then we get a flashback for a split second again to Seth in the... Bloody in the car that the car accident was from. Uh, so, and then Cameron's like, ah, so you do remember... So, like, Maggie was the one that caused the car accident. Maggie's in camera now. So they're, like, they're hanging out. It's a reunion. So um, Seth is shook. He is outy this bitch. He is not hanging. So uh, Camilla stops him, and he's like, she's like, where the fuck are you going? She doesn't say that. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? No, she's like, where are you going? So um, she's like, if this is an archdemon, then we need to tell the church. I know what happened to your family, but. <gasps> and then Cam- uh, Seth is like, don't talk about my family. And I'd lock that door if I were you. And then uh, this is the part I was talking about. Well, no, what he says, what he says is like, uh, "Don't talk about my family," and I have to go get my team if we're gonna do this. 
and when I leave, you better lock that door yeah. behind you. And I was like, oh, he's got some sass. Yeah, no. This is when I started to like him. I do. I like I was like, Seth. ooh, yeah, he's starting to talk back. But then I think where we're going next is where I like really was like, okay, you're cool. I can root for you now. It, this is the – so then um... – Right. Uh, so he's like now. So he's at home now, and he's. This is what we were talking about earlier. Where he's watching like the home videos of his family, and mm-hmm. it's like dark, and he's a mess, and it's okay, gross. Okay, this isn't the part. The, no, no, but it, I'm sure it's coming up soon. So um, this was the part when I was really like, oh, you're an alcoholic. I don't feel bad for you at all. <laughs> no, absolutely. This is a, he's like, yeah, watching these things. I'm like, family I, drinking. No, I'm like, like, it's sad. It's, it's like r- a close up of him taking a shot and like. While there's like a, a video of face. them like having a picnic in the background, like a bright sunny day. It's <laughs> yeah, and it's like the close up of the newspaper clip of the car accident it's like oh man your family died and now you're a wretch right Poor exactly you. No, i know right uh, For so heartless with movie like me anyways <laughs> <laughs> once lost anyway so then uh uh so he so he puts a cross necklace on at this point which i was like what is the char- what is happening here? What is the transition of the character? Because he's very yeah. not he's anti Christian. He puts the cross necklace on, mm-hmm. which obviously it comes back into play later. And um, I mean, I was I was thinking it was kind of like he was going into battle mode. You know? Oh, he's like, I'm he's about like to fuck this bitch. Oh. But I thought he wasn't like into it, like uh, exorcisms and shit. Yeah, but he's like convinced that this is like Maggie. Maggie, this is the shit, man. So he's like, I'm about to. Bust out all the stops, get the cross, right. cross on, you know. Get the, get the cross on. So um, it just makes me think of like David Cross, like he has a <laughs> necklace with David Cross's face on it. It's like the <laughs> ultimate demon ward. <laughs> it would be. I'd be scared. I I mean, if I were a demon and I saw David Cross's face, I'd be like, like Oh my god, Tobias nope. is here. We gotta get out. <laughs> like, where are the Love jeans? David Cross so much. The jean shorts. <laughs> oh my god. Where he like? What is it? Never knew. Never knew. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so at this part, we see a bunch of newspaper clippings. This is sad. He's got a bunch of newspaper clippings from the car accident all over his house. It's like mm-hmm. he can't stop thinking about it. I know. So then on one of the newspaper clippings, there's a picture of Maggie, who's like this old lady, probably a really nice woman. She just got possessed. So, um, and she's the lady that caused the accident. He looks at her and says, I'm coming for you. So you're right. He is. It's battle mode, man. He's going in for it. Yeah, because then he puts a cross on. It's like this overhead shot. Yeah. Him doing it. I, I feel like I remember there being some like really dramatic music. Oh, absolutely. Happening. I mean, yeah. there was like really dramatic music happening for most of this film. There's a lot of drama. Like when whenever <laughs> Lindsay's not around, basically. Oh, there's yeah. There's like dramatic music. When she's around, it's like all about her. Lindsay kind of like holds, yeah, I know. She, she no. holds space. <laughs> she makes it all about her, but for sure. So Because the night is dark and full of tears. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to, yeah, okay. So um, And it fits so well with her scenes. I know. To say it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. <clears throat> so next day at the Sparrow household. Um, Sparrow, by the way, is the last name right. of Cameron and Dan, <laughs> which I'm secretly thinking that Dan is like, the like reincarnated ancestor of Jack Sparrow. Uh, oh, with his blatant alcoholism. alcoholism and his like violence. Absolutely. Well, Jack Sparrow wasn't really violent. He was just like a crazy ass rum drinking pirate. Right. But this is like you know the modern life you know makes it hard because he can't be a seafarer. So that's True. why he beat the shit out of his son. <laughs> Legit broke, broke his like ten year old son's arm. 
11 year old i think so um, yeah he's 11 but 12 he, no he's 11 now yeah. but maybe he was 10 when he oh, got yeah. his arm fucked up right well yeah Lindsay has a restraining order against him you know mm. he's a bad dude he is a bad dude he like straight up denies it. he's like i never touched my son but then he's like oh baby i'm so sorry that i hurt you no it's like dude pick a side pick a story i and know stick, to stick it. in your lane stay in your lane stay in your bitch. lane right so Okay, so <laughs> that's funny you like had to point out that's her last name because it's like I wrote that's Lindsay and Cameron's house because it's like they'd say the last name like once in passing. So Seth and Oliver and Riley uh, are setting up cameras and science technology stuff all over the house. Uh, Riley runs a camera from uh, Cameron's camera Cameron from Cameron's bedroom into the living room TV. So, so Lindsay can sit and watch what happens inside the bedroom from the comfort of her couch. Where she loves to sit, where she drinks booze and takes Xanax all day. So Damn, judging hard. I hate But I her. mean when you have that kind of taste in men. Oh, you know. You know like... And she's <laughs> and she's drinking too. It's not like she's sober. No, I know. Well, like I said, when you have that kind of taste in men, like oh, why you... do you think she has that taste in men? Probably because she's doing the same shit. Except she's probably just not violent. Oh, no, absolutely. She's just one of those pass out, cry in bed before yeah, I fall asleep in like my co cozy ne bed. Neglectful. Don't put my kid to bed. Just let him stay up and draw all night. Let him wander around the apartment. Get get legit possessed. Get possessed, you know. And it's like, I blame her. She so, didn't even lock the window. Like, damn. Right. So then, so uh, Lindsay's like, comes up to Riley. I'll sh we'll hear it in the next clip. I have a clip coming up. But uh, uh, Lindsay walks up to Riley and is like, the clip kind of explains what all the technology is and like what's going on around her. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll listen to that and then, uh, okay, cool, yeah. What is all this stuff? What is all this stuff? Um, this is what we use to monitor Dr. Ember <laughs> uh, during dives. and computers. See, each of us is like a Wi-Fi hotspot and our brains give off an invisible field of energy. I don't you see buy this it. cloud right here? Some people call this an aura or soul, but really what it is is just a cluster of unique ions. And each of us has our own frequency. So this is Dr. Embers, and this is Cameron's. You see the black streaks in Cameron's? That's the parasite. The victim's weak can hook right into that frequency. I agree. Oh, God. And so we just use this to monitor it until we can evict it. Right, she was showing like her... What's all that for? Cameron's... Oh, it's gonna lower his heart oh, yeah, rate and EEG like to a stasis state. Like, like green, green or to death like as physically possible. When I hit RAM, I'll write Yeah, that's right, because then his is like blue. Yeah, his is like blue. Like the illusion. The trick is I only have eight minutes before my heart gives out, which right. isn't a lot of time. So hardcore. Sometimes we get lucky. It's as easy as the glitch. The glitch? The time glitch. We've discovered glitch. that time is meaningless in the subconscious. So watches, clocks, anything that tells time freezes at the time of the victim's possession. Hmm. It'll be okay. Well, at least we got that. Help <laughs> It'll be okay. Oh, thanks. Like, I would not trust somebody who looks thanks, like Seth. that. Sounds good. It'll be It'll, it'll be, be okay. It'll like, be fine. Uh, look at how fucked up you are, dude, from all this shit. Are you sure it'll be okay? Right. Always like 11 years old. Right. So we find out from the clip that uh, eight-minute dives because... So 
Seth has to bring his heart rate down to like near death so that he can like get on the same levels, like wavelength levels as Cameron or whoever's possessed because they're basically dead. He basically has to fall asleep so he can enter Cameron's dream yes. of bringing it back. But to yeah. Inception. Yeah, no. No, that's what it is. It's just like falling asleep pretty much, yeah. but they're like but, but he like has to in almost a die. Mortal way. <laughs> but, but and they have to bring him back with like Narcan every time because he's like barely pretty much dead and he only has 8 minutes before his heart gives out. So he is Kurt Cobain 30 years later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like Mia Wallace over and over. So, um Seth is getting ready to do the dive. Uh he reminds them not to let Cameron or Seth touch them. They wheel Seth into the room. Okay, did you notice all the creep how creepy the room was? How all of Cameron's stuff is like pushed up against the wall mm-hmm. and the room's just empty? Yeah. That was so creepy. That was a cool touch. Yeah, but it was like that from the beginning. Like what? You mean when he was like before he got possessed? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it totally was. He's in his bed drawing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> well, okay, but I'll tell you. No. it was dingy as fuck. No, thank you. I was going to say like the whole apartment's trash. I would not be surprised if like there's... That living room was a little more homey. No, the living room looked nice. Looked a little bit like I know. Better like, why is dark. his bedroom like little orphan and, Annie's like closet <laughs> that she sleeps in? Maybe far away. <laughs> tomorrow. May- <laughs> legit. Tomorrow. Like, I'll get possessed tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe my dad won't break my arm tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Maybe too soon. far away. Maybe <laughs> without a broken arm. He'll be sitting there drinking bourbon instead of. Playing with me. <laughs> and Lindsay will be popping Xanax. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> maybe is my fi- is most underrated song in Annie. Absolutely. So um, uh, so Cameron is like, Dr. Ember, so nice of you to join us. So scary. Oh, my God. So um, inside. So, we're, okay, now we're inside Cameron's mind. Okay. He's like in a park. He's in a park, yeah. It's in like, a park. It's a sunny. Playing catch with his daddy. <laughs> It's, it's a bright sunny day in the park. And uh okay, the, I thought this scene was the scariest one in the whole movie because it's so bright and then when when it goes oh, to the, yeah. the gore, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. So, no, it was it was well done. It's very sinister, you know what I mean? It it's is. creepy. So um yeah, so then Let uh, the games begin. Right, and like the way, yes, and like the way the dad, like, because the dad is Maggie, you know? So, like, the way the dad, like, smiles at him when he starts bleeding from his chest, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, so I don't know. So, anyway, we'll get back on it. So, by Seth, the way, that guy that was like, oh my God, let me help you, was yeah, like, you really need help. Hot. You need to relax. This Oof. is serious. I'm like, dude, it's, it's fake. It's not serious. He was so sexy. I was like, damn. Oh, I yeah. Like, I want you to call an ambulance for me. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. mouth to mouth on me. No, seriously. No, he was getting my little. <laughs> my little gears are turning dude my tummy those oh. butterflies they were flying Aww. you gotta make those butterflies fly in formation hey, hey. anyway that's what my high school uh <laughs> theater teacher would always say to us she's like i know you're nervous like before we did a play she's like i know you're nervous but you can make those butterflies fly in formation and i've always held on to that oh my god that's fucking fabulous it is it's, it, it's you have to take that. nervous energy when you're doing something mm-hmm. and channel it into excited energy exactly into excited energy and just like you're there to do it and you're ready to go like right now like i'm fucking shaking right now because i'm so nervous doing this podcast so anyway um (laughs) uh so seth like i was saying is bleeding and um and uh so um and he's bleeding, and then he's bleeding on the ground he's like right because he's like cameron like that's not your dad la 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 whatever and then um he's like uh you're bleeding and then, um, the, so he falls on the ground, and then the random guy that you were talking about. Sexy McSexy Pants. Yeah, Ooh. sexy rando. He has, like, 
he's got like some Greek or Croatian. Absolutely, he was in him. Mixed he's got like the black curly short hair yeah. and like olive tone skin. I think he had like blue eyes or green eyes. Or oh yeah, and, like a nice chiseled jaw. I was like, oh. Yeah, he should have been. Maybe you should catch me when I fall. <laughs> when I'm bleeding out, get my entrails ripped out. So By you. We see back in reality. Oh, Seth is like coughing up blood out of his mouth, and the guy's like, fuck. And uh, so we see back in reality that Seth is like seizing out in his chair, and he's like about to flatline. Oh. Excuse me. He's about to flatline. And uh, back in the park, the dude, uh, the dude's eyes, the sexy one, his eyes go black. And then he's like, I think I found the problem. And then like reaches into Seth's fucking like guts and rips out his Rips fucking, out his large intestine. His large intestine. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh my God. This is disgusting. But okay, I will give them props that that makeup effect it looked great. was really well done. No, that was, it was really well done. Because it was so gory and it's bright lighting and it was just, and it was like a white stringy thing being pulled out. And it was But like, it wasn't like over the top gore. No. It was, it was just, like jump scare gore. It was a gory jump scare because it was really fucking quick yeah, too. Like, and then he like it was snapped like, out of Like it. that whole, yeah, that whole clip, like clip of him pulling the intro out maybe lasted five seconds, yeah, 10 right. seconds at the most. Yeah. It was really quick. Honestly, like three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, um, so then, right, like, Seth gets his entrails ripped out, snaps out of it, and then everyone's like, hey, okay, la, 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 whatever. And then, like, we get a little cut to um, him in the bathroom, like we were saying earlier, where he, like, uh, lifts up his shirt, and we get to see Aaron Eckhart's ripped abs, smiley face. So, um, that's a plus. Anyway, so then, um, and like we were saying, I, or I wasn't sure if there were bruises there. I thought we were trying to see that there's nothing there, but, and did the bruises look like a handprint to you? It was, like, almost like in a circle-ish formation, but it was like little clumps. Clumps. That's why I was like, are they fingerprints? That's where I was at with it. It could be, yeah. four fingers and a thumb? Yeah, it could be the bruises from, yeah, the being grabbed kind of Uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't sure. It could could be like that. Like a handprint. Like a handprint on my heart. It wasn't like a handprint, but like the fingers. Fingers, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's creepy. But like a little bit swollen, you know, kind of like. So it is. It's getting... You know, fingers actually like on inside right. of you. It's getting too real, right? Too real, man. <laughs> he can't do it no more. He's got to. He he's got to get in the big guns. So, yes. So is. now we're getting to the part where then I'm about to start rooting. So next, Seth. right? Next scene. Lindsay says to Cameron, Cameron's dad. Uh, Lindsay says that Cameron's dad has never said "I love you" to his son, which is really dark. Um, Lindsay says Cameron wants nothing to do with his dad, which we know isn't true. Because Cameron was trying to call his dad. This is when I got movie. mad at her, and I was like, "Girl, you can't tell your son how to run his life." No, you can't. And like, you're, you're. I mean, all right. No, she's just trying to protect him because the guy's obviously dangerous. I know, but he can think for himself. He's young. He's only eleven. And of course, he wants to see his dad. No, I think that they should be trying to like maybe work out a relationship there. I don't know if he's a bad dude. Maybe they shouldn't be around each other. I, I think I'm, ro- I'm side with Lindsay on this one. Well, I mean, I, I side with Lindsay on the fact that like, yeah, home, homeboy should not be around this child whose arm he broke yeah you that's know, while he was drunk and angry is that but, you th- is that what you think happened because they didn't really say how the arm broke well i'm guessing that he was, he was like and just snapped drunk. his arm i think he was just like drunk and like probably like agitated because he's probably drinking bourbon or whatever and like it's like truly dark just like didn't realize his own strength because of his drunkenness and like broke his arm because yeah. he keeps saying like oh it was an accident blah 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 so I'm like guessing that that means that he was just fucked up okay but and, like, I do kind of took... blame Lindsay because I think she's a bit overbearing like with yeah. the bathroom thing banging on the door and he's in there for like 30 seconds I can see why he wants to go live with his dad his dad's probably a little bit more laid back 
I mean, yeah, you know, but it's also maybe like the father son thing. Absolutely, it's a father son kind thing. of. You just want your dad. Well, yeah, and like when you're that age, and like your parents split, and like you can't see the one, you're like, oh, right. I miss but, my daddy because absolutely. like he doesn't understand how fucked up his dad is and what an awful person his dad is. Right. But I just didn't like that Lindsay was like, oh, he doesn't want to see him. No, I'm like, like Lindsay, you're playing yourself. Like, yeah. he, he obviously wants like, to see Like, stop her. projecting onto your kid. Exactly. That, that just bothers me with, like, real parents and their kids. Like, right. when they project onto their kids. That shit just bothers me. No, so. I know. Well, it was my only pet peeve with her. I was like... Absolutely. And up. Seth calls her out, too. He's like, well, maybe you don't want that, but Dan, like, um, but Dan was there in the park. Like... Cameron is, like, Maggie is using Dan because that's what Cameron wants the most, is to be with his dad. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, you might don't like Dan, but obviously Cameron's subconscious is telling me, Seth, that uh, he loves his dad, right? So, um, uh, and Seth explains that Maggie's giving uh, Cameron what he wants, like his daddy keeping him possessed, you know? Mm-hmm. So Seth explains that Maggie is a super powerful demon, and that he needs all the ammunition that he can get. So so he thinks that Dan should come and try to, like, talk Cameron back to the surface if he, like, comes into the room. Because it's, like, what, what Cameron really wants is to be with his dad, right? Mm-hmm. So if his dad's really there, maybe he'll, like, become be able to come out, you know? So uh, Lindsay's like, hell no, he broke Cameron's arm. And Seth is like, you either work with me or you lose your son. And, uh... Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Lindsay tells them, uh... <clears throat> Tells them, like, what bar they can go find him at, which that's sad, right? Isn't that so sad? Like, I mean, we've already discussed her taste in men. That's true. And she's like, oh, that's the bar I used to frequent. Still do. And uh, so at the bar, things escalate very quickly. This is where I was like, yeah, Seth, you okay, are okay. my man. Right. This, was, this was it. Seth and Dan exchange, like, they're only, they only talk for, like, one second. And then they're just fighting. They're, like, legit, like, going at each other. Well, okay, it was like it was like thirty seconds of talking, right? Because he tried to be like, "Come with me quietly." Like your son's in trouble. Yeah, and he's like, "Man, fuck off!" Blah, blah, like blah. who do you? And, and he's, he's like, like, "Got some girl hanging on him." Yeah, and he's and he's like, "Uh, like your son, like mm-hmm. your your child is in trouble." Right. Come with me. Yeah. He's like, "What are you a lawyer?" He's like, "Do I look like a lawyer?" And <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, this guy's dumb as fuck. Like <laughs> you definitely lawyer. look like Kurt Cobain <laughs> in a wheelchair thirty years later." Absolutely. So, not a lawyer. No, that wig though. To talk about it, because obviously a wig, right? Uh, what's his face? Seth's oh, yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah. It looks good most of the time, but there was a few shots where it looked bad. It looked mm-hmm. like fucking ninety nine cent store fucking weed. Synthetic. Yeah, yeah synthetic. it was. <laughs> it was bad. But um, like that—that's not grease. That's just plastic. No, it looked like like <laughs> Halloween USA party store, like fucking. But then other times it looked good, like greasy and. Yeah, it looked like it was all tucked behind his ear. It looked, mm-hmm. but other times I think mostly the action shots where he's like moving around a lot, the hair look just starts looking. Yeah. Like straw, so um. Uh, oh, Seth is like choking Dan out, and then the music spikes like he's gonna kill him. It's like, can we talk about like really, really quick no, for a sec? Yeah, how absolutely. we get to this point where like fucking Dan Sparrow over here <laughs> tries to like lunge at yeah, it's at sad. I almost said Jack because I was thinking Sparrow <laughs> like at he's Seth with his past self. and like Seth just like. Owns him. He just like bitch slaps him down. Yeah. And then he tries to come back and then he's like, nope, nope, nope. And then puts him in this chokehold choke right. where he's like holding him. And like it kind of felt like a game of chicken. And like 
Who was with him? Was it like Camilla? Was Camilla? I yeah, I think I she's think... like she's like Seth, stop. She's it. like Seth, stop it. And he's just like, no, like I'll I'll poker face this, you know. Yeah, it's like Russian roulette. I thought it was kind of dumb though. Like obviously Dan is gonna play be like a character that's gonna come into play. So like. It's like, he's not going to kill him. Like, the music's spiking, like, it's supposed to be suspenseful. But I'm yeah. like, he's not going to kill him. No, I and I never thought that for a second. Like, but, don't know who would, but... But apparently <laughs> the, the director's like, ooh, maybe we'll get him with the suspense here. But ooh. I don't know. But, uh, I wanted to see how long he was going to choke him out <laughs> right, for. Maybe he was going to pass on a little bit. Well, just, like, see if, like, Dan was like, oh, all right, all right. Uh, right, right. Or if he just, like, let him go and was like, all right, like, are we, are we good? Can Can you, like... You is, know, come is, come with me now. Is a can opening on mic like ASMR? Or no? <laughs> ASMR. You know, like ASMR videos where like people like do, like touch things and like run their fingers through their hair and like whisper into the camera or into the microphone and it's supposed to like trigger your like senses. Oh. You never watch those? Uh. I think no, can opening no, must be to. some kind of ASMR for somebody. It's for like Dan. It's like audio trigger for Dan. He's like, oh my god. He's like, I'm tingling. He like looks those up on YouTube. He's like, just cans open over and over. Somebody like pulls out twenty four pack of beers and just opens each can. Yeah, but it has to be beer because it gets like the little fizz. The little fit. Yeah, exactly. It's like different. Though. And like slurping too. Yeah, there you go. See, I mean, I don't know if it's the same thing, but if I were to open this bottle of Bacardi, <laughs> Bacardi Gold, and just like take some swigs, we should have made like a drinking game out of this movie. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what you would do for that though. Every time, uh, every time uh, Lindsay's a fucking bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's so mean. <laughs> that's really every time there's sexual tension between Camilla and Seth. Bruh, that's it. That's a good one right there. Because no. no, they're they're like on the verge of hating each other so much that like if you get them alone in a room for two seconds, they're gonna fuck. They're gonna hate fuck. It's gonna be like they're gonna hate fuck. <laughs> She's just just gonna pounce him, and he's gonna be cool with it. Right. So, but then he's gonna have an emotional issue about it later because of his dead wife that he's not over. Yeah, it's he's gonna be like, yikes. "Oh, baby, I cheated on you." And then he's gonna like drink some booze, and then I'm gonna be like, "I can't feel sorry for you now." <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, not I don't know if we gave it away, but Seth lets Dan go. He doesn't choke him out and kill him. So then back at the Sparrow House, right? Dan is there watching Cameron on the TV. And Dan is pissed Lindsay didn't tell him that Cameron's possessed. He's like, why don't you tell me my son's possessed? I'm like, what the fuck's happening in this movie? Seriously. <laughs> like, so, the, the weirdest thing to have a lover's quarrel about. So like. dumb. And then Seth is like, uh, <laughs> Seth interrupts and says, if we're done flirting here. I'm like, what the fuck? That's not flirting. If that's flirting. I that's... was supposed to be. So I actually kind of liked you la that. La you la I liked. I gave it a little chuckle because it was like, I mean, that's just like my humor is like dry right. as fuck was, like that but i was thinking when i heard it, i was like wait like if that's flirting like that relationship sounds exhausting you know I'm, i think he was just kind of be like oh my god like keep your fighting like, can you guys shut up shut your son up. is possessed maggie is gonna get him he's gonna die in like 12 hours or how i don't even <laughs> oh, know seriously. however long well, like he, the priest said he had eaten like, in three days and then i think the stakes get raised again later and it's like he has a few hours well because it's like he had been possessed for a week yeah yeah and then <clears throat> when camilla came to him was like he has three days to live right. so then you gotta add in like where the fuck were they and where the fuck does Lindsay live and like how far away is it? Oh no, I don't know what city it is. They I show a lot no of idea. establishing shots at the beginning, but I didn't recognize the city at all. But I like can't tell if like Seth happens to live in live, the same no, city. No, yeah, I don't know either. Or they like had to fly him no, out. No, the next we I mean, yeah, we showed the clip earlier. Like the next scene is uh 
Dan like in the car with Camilla, and they're like in the city now. So like I don't really even know where they live. It's so all it's like edgy Ghostbusters, but not funny. <laughs> edgy I'm... Ghostbusters, but not funny. <laughs> well, it's funny, but not like intentional. Like it's not supposed to be funny. No, it's it's not funny. <laughs> and when they try to make it funny, it's not funny. No, that's true. When the jokes are like when they're making the jokes, they don't land. The but jokes, then when they're not yeah. trying to be funny, and they're like, "He broke his arm." I'm like, laughing his ass off." <laughs> what he's joking about when. Alcoholic right. gets beat down by a wheelchair man. I'm just like, yeah. That's funny too. He definitely is in a wheelchair. How did he kick his ass so bad? I don't know, man. He's a strong that man. That life hack. Life. <laughs> well, I think if you don't got the leg strength, it's all going up top. And you're fucking using you're using your arms as your legs. I mean, I, I well, I was going with the life hack of like he's gone through all these dives and his like perception is like <laughs> been hack. altered so he can, he can have this like superhuman ability to just right. like own ass whenever, whenever the fuck he wants. because he kicks like the world's strongest man of all time. I know. He's like this giant man. Like, I, know. like I don't know. Anyway. Time for you to leave. Right. He's like, it's time for you to go. And he's like, I don't think so. Bam, 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 bam. Right. So, um. He gets like put into a, like a hold, like an arm lock for like yeah. two seconds. He's, yeah. He fucks him up. So, okay. So Dan's at the house. Seth tells Dan to call Cameron by his name and to talk about details only the two of them would remember. And Dan is adamant he never touched Cameron ever. And I'm like, if you've never touched your son, that's sad, right? Because he's like, I've never touched him, I swear, you know? And I'm like, that's kind of sad. Like, you never hugged him, you never kissed him, anything like that. But uh, anyway, Seth is like, uh, remember, no physical contact. And then I'm like, don't worry. Dan's good at that, apparently. You know? Apparently. He's never touched him. He thinks he's good at that. Right. So, um, <clears throat> just he, depends on how drunk he is. Well, he thinks he's, exactly. He thinks he's good at, we'll get to it. Uh, so Dan is talking to Cameron and he's like, uh, talking to Cameron about playing catch in the park. He's like in the room talking to like the demon Cameron and, yeah. uh, how his messages never went through. They did. Fuck Lindsay. So, and then Cameron starts to surface. We think maybe, I don't know if it's Maggie or He not. only said that as like passive aggressive, make himself look better. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if my messages ever got through. I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess they just didn't get through. Yeah. Right. Like, you know they did. Right, so Cameron starts to surface, and then Riley points out on the can- on the computer where the auras are that they're starting to separate, the green one and the blue one. They're, like, starting to, like, uh, you know, uh, osmosis. What's it called? Reverse you- osmosis? Yeah, where you, like, what's it called where you split up, make new cells? Is it mitosis? Mitosis! Hey. I don't know. I love it. Where you go. Or is it meiosis? It's one of those. It's I, one of those. I took a biology class in college, and I missed the day we AP talked bio, about mitosis and meiosis. And I don't remember that. So shit. I did not. I missed that part. Yeah, no. I took AP bio, and I don't And we don't know that. what we're talking about. No. Well, there you go. See? It's one of them. Thank you. Dear listeners, we don't know anything about biology. This is in this, honestly. I'm a chemistry and physics kind of person. <laughs> Not me. Uh, <laughs> I like the math. Right. So um, Cameron's like, Dad? Oh, my God. So uh, Daddy? Daddy. It's Daddy. So Dan says he's sorry for breaking Cameron's arm and wishes he could take it all back. Cameron says, I forgive you. Hold up. I thought you never touched him. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, get, bitch, your, story get your story straight. <laughs> you know, no wonder the, the courts didn't grant you custody, you fucking liar. So anyway, he's like, I forgive you. I love you, Dad. It's a tearjerker. Very touching. Not touching? Don't touch. So Dan says he's going to clean up his act and leans in to hug Cameron. 
Oh no! I know. No, and this no. whole time, like I was legitimately yelling. Stop! I was like, "You dumbass! You he were told don't touch him. Touch like, don't fucking do it. You are falling for a fucking trap. You dumb piece of shit. But you got beat up by angry wheelchair man. So like, what else do we expect? Right. Exactly. So um. By the way, I'm sorry. Like, I keep saying that like it's impossible for someone in a wheelchair no i don't mean to be like ableist or anything like that no and i don't mean it like that at all no i i just i'm just thinking typically i think somebody in a wheelchair degree like you're at a disadvantage to somebody on their legs as far as fighting somebody well when it comes to the stature standpoint because like he came in with like almost like a right hook and was like coming from up top and he like grabbed his arm and like shoved him back with like no force to work with. No, yeah, right. It there was, was like you'd think the wheels would start pushing. As back. far as yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, he was. Newton's I mean, like maybe he it. has some like superpower brakes on his wheelchair. Oh yeah, just kick those brakes. But like, on. yeah, there was no like backlash from it. He was like solid. Maybe he's got like really, really strong arms, and he's like holding one. I mean, and, like it is Aaron Eckhart. You know, he's I mean, got those 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 beefy arms. I know. So, uh... He's like a B-list Brad Pitt. Right, right, exactly. No, he's... He's definitely B-list. He's definitely a B-list Brad Pitt. He's a B-list Brad Pitt. I was gonna say, he's like, like Because he kind of looks like Brad Pitt, too. He does. But he's in, uh, like, The Dark Knight and shit. It's like an A-plus movie. I know. Well, well like, how major was he in The Dark Knight? <clears throat> no, he's definitely, like, a side villain. Exactly. He comes out at the end, in the, the woodwork. So, yep. we uh, we didn't... Uh, so, so, he... <laughs> Dan leans in to hug Cameron, and then Cameron snaps his fucking arm. Like, Cameron fucking breaks Dan's arm. Karma is a bitch. I'm like, whose arm's broken now, Karma bitch? is a bitch. And it's gruesome. His bone is Dude, popping Dude, yeah, I out. know. It's, yeah, it's fucking nasty. Right. Dan's like, oh, God. And then Cameron's like, God's not here. Which is, <laughs> like, the best part of the whole... I love that. I'll be back. Yeah. So, and, uh, and then he... Cameron like raises his hand up, like his palm flat, and raises his hand up, which sends Dan flying onto the ceiling. Because everyone's in the ceiling in this movie. Yeah, you gotta go on the ceiling. If you're not on the ceiling, you're not hanging out. So, uh, Doctor Embers is like, <laughs> you haven't lived. Yeah. Until you're like, no, you have not straight up starfishing <laughs> on the ceiling. Absolutely. Like if you're not up there, if it's not like a, a fun house where the wall everything's upside down. No. Yeah. Exactly. So Doctor Embers is in the doorway, and he's like, "Stop! It's me you want." And then uh, Cameron doesn't give a fuck. And then he, like, looks over at Dr. Embers and then, like, turns his palm hand up down. And then it sends Dan crashing to the ground. And then he dies. Yeah. Well, and, like, his head is, like, smashed. Like, you can see his brains. Oh, he goes quick. And he's oh, yeah. he's down there. He's dead. So dead as fuck. He's super dead. And Cameron smiles. And then next scene, the paramedics are wheeling Dan's body out with a body bag. That This is something that kind of bothered me about the film. Every time someone dies, it just happens. It just gets brushed under. There's no police investigation. And Cameron is the murderer of two people at this point. And they just kind of just die and go away. Just like, well, and that's just the like, way it is. Well, because this makes me wonder if maybe they're, like, near the Vatican. Because, oh, like, do you think they're, like, not in the U.S.? Well, I mean, like, it kind of feels like they are in the U.S., but at the same time not because, like, seems like wherever they're at, like, it's pretty normalized. That, I like, think it just might be, like, an in-universe thing. Because, I mean, obviously possessions are maybe. real in-universe. So maybe in-universe possessions happen and there's, this like, laws. This universe doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. No, believability is out the window. Yeah. Um, the suspension of disbelief is very necessary for this film. No, and even then it's, like, not fair to, like, make your audience have to suspend their disbelief that hard. But, I okay, I, I can't – let's roll with it. If – if possessions are real, then maybe there's laws in place that if you're possessed and kill someone, you're not penalized for it. 
tentative could be something. Tentative, but that can get dicey. It, no, it absolutely. It can get very and I dicey. just came up with that just now, but I was just like thinking about it. Well, because you know, then what if you're like, you know, one of those motherfuckers who's like, yeah, possess me. Let's fucking kill some people. Right. You know, what if you're like an evil. That's like, sus. Like right. if you as a person are like chaotic evil and you know, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Like to throw like, some D&D terms no, in there. You're like, like you're a chaotic evil person and then you're like, yeah, demon, like use me. Like, ooh. Right. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Like a demon and a human could like team up and like do a go on a killing spree. Right, Maybe and then, like, they have, too. like, an agreement, like, all right, you're going to leave my body before I die. Right. So that I can walk away scot-free from this whole right. thing. Right. Okay. But then that de- it's, like, it's almost like Death Note. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I know Death Note. I know the book, but I'm not up on the anime. I mean, it's the same thing. No, I mean, no, I mean, like, I know about the Death Note book. Like the, oh, like, the like thing you know the that concept. he writes in. Oh. I don't know the show. Yeah, where it's, like, this book is like owned by like a god of death. Right, right. But then when it enters the human world and the human touches it, it's like theirs, but the like oh. god of death, the Shinigami that's like attached to it is like oh, there. Okay. Kind of just being like Yeah, they're like, like homies. They're, yeah, and they're like homies. But the agreement is that like then eventually the Shinigami writes the user's name in the death note. Oh, see, that's fucking twisty, it's man. It's not a spoiler because he says that like right at the beginning. Oh, yikes! So, um, next scene, Lindsay's pissed and she's like, "Uh, you said it's me." She's talking to Seth. She's like, "You said it's me you want. You're not here to help Cameron, are you?" And then Seth explains, "This is a big fucking reveal." Seth explains that he was uh. 20, he was 26 when he realized that he had the ability to enter other people's minds through dreams. And uh, this made him a target for demons because he had power over them. So this is uh, so this lady, Maggie Grant, was possessed by the same demon that has Cameron. And uh, back in the day, the, can- the demon sensed Seth's power. So it made Maggie drive her car into Seth and his family to try and kill him or torture his family. I'm not totally sure. But, uh, Probably to try to kill him. Well, <clears throat> but then she says, "I will torture all those you love." So I think she was—he was saying she's like, "I don't know." But try to kill him though, right? Because he's a threat. So that's where I was kind of like, "Torture all those you love, keep well, you alive." I, mean, I wonder if she like said that or he Maybe. it said that because like, I mean, he ended up surviving and now it's like pissed. Oh, so it's, it's like, like, "Well, I'm just gonna fuck with you until okay. I'm ready to kill you." For you sure, know? I feel I mean, that. It's like what a psychopath would do, and demons oh. are kind of like. And this de- this archdemon is crazy. Ethereal psychopaths, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this archdemon is pretty nuts. She's a mean bitch. So she is hardcore. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Uh, desire. So like, that's not the kind of desire I think about. Like, what kind of desire is this? Like, no, I'm like ashes desire. Yeah, I know. Ash. Like ash <laughs> <Plague>. ketchup. <laughs> Plat. I want to be the very worst demon, demon in the ever world. Was. There's been a lot of singing in this episode. So, um, I mean, we are recording this in a music recording room. (laughs) I know. I've talked about this room a lot on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, I have because no one can see it. So, I like to say that it's different things than it actually is. Like, it's like a fully packed studio. There's a glass wall. There's, it's like, totally. (laughs) Yeah. That's the glass wall right there. There it is. See, there is glass. It's a really tiny basement window. (laughs) It is a really tiny window. No, they can't see it. That's not what it is. (laughs) Well, but it's like those, like, craft blocks. No, yeah. It's cute. I like it, it down cute. here. It's an unfinished, creepy Michigan basement. It's yeah. Halloween. We're going to die. 
Well, I mean, it's actually, uh, I had a friend come over here and he like checked out my studio and he goes, wow, this is the most finished basement in Detroit I've ever okay, seen. Okay, that's so funny because it's <laughs> because so true. Because it's so true. <laughs> okay, so what the, the, so the demon, I don't know if we tried to kill him or not, but it like killed his wife and son and left him paralyzed, right? And so since then he's been haunting Maggie and tr and then and he's been hunting Maggie. He's been hunting Maggie and trying to destroy Maggie's her. Maggie's been haunting him. Maggie's been haunting him. He's been, he's hunting, been hunting her. her. Haunt, haunt. Here we are. So also the flashback of the car accident's really upsetting. We see Seth's son. He was ejected from the car. The camera pans up. It's really creepy. It's like his shoe. And then we see his body. It's really sad. It bothered me. I don't like dead kids. So, um, well, that's good. No, it's sad. So then, <laughs> and he was playing on his iPad and his iPad's all smashed on the ground too. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. So then Seth sees Maggie in the other car and she's like, demon talk. I will torture all those you love. And uh, again, right? So Seth isn't there to help Cameron, but who is, right? I don't know. It's like, is the, the Vatican's not, the is the Vatican there to help? Cameron, I know Lindsay is, but it's, I don't know. We talked about it earlier. Like, the Vatican, we're not sure what their motives are, man. Well, because they're, like, all in business suits. They are all in suits. I don't know what that was about. It's so, like the Adjustment Bureau. Yes, it is. Like, what is their stake in it? Like, why are they all fucking... Why? Like, why are you doing <laughs> the this? The like, Adjustment what? Bureau, like... you saw <laughs> Yeah. That movie. So, um... <laughs> Uh, I've never seen it. <laughs> I own it. Oh, well, maybe let me borrow it. The book is better. The book that it's based off of is better. So Cameron's vitals start to spike, and Riley's like, she's feeding. And uh, so Camilla explains to Lindsay that Maggie is consuming Cameron's energy. She's like way too nonchalant about it. She's like, Maggie is consuming Cameron's energy. I'm like, oh, yeah, just like whatever, just killing the kid. So Oliver tells <laughs> no Seth. No big deal. Yeah, so Oliver tells Seth the kid has two hours max. What's the call? Stakes are rising. We're here for it. So um, Seth says, do whatever you can to keep him alive. And then he says he's going to get the edge that he needs to end this. Ooh. Which is the serum that Felix was trying to give him earlier. Right. So at Felix's place, uh, something doesn't seem right. The door is unlocked. Felix doesn't answer when he knocks on it. So inside, everything's torn up. And the chamber where Felix was keeping the possessed incarnate guy from earlier is mm -hmm. open and empty. Oh, no. What's going on? Uh -oh. So Seth picks up a steel pipe off the ground. or Actually, I think it's a knife. Whatever. He picks up some sort of weapon. So And then Seth grabs the serum from the mini fridge. You know, get Can your we drink. just pretend that it's a steel pipe? I like to think it's a pipe. So then <laughs> It just makes him so much more badass. <laughs> right? Um, in the lab with the steel pipe. And then um, he hears a crash behind him. And he finds Felix covered in blood, passed out on the floor. And Felix says it's not his blood, it's the possessed dude's blood. He's fine. So um, Seth follows the blood trail of this possessed dude. They got, he's like, I stabbed him or I hit him or something. And so he follows the blood trail. And it leads to a closed wooden crate. Because I don't know if, uh, it's like Felix, I don't know if it's like a museum. But there's a lot of crates around and like other things. But there's like a crate. So then he goes up to it and opens it. And what? What's in it? Oh my God! The possessed dude is dead. He's not even alive. So then, what? If he's dead, what does that mean? What's happening? Felix is possessed now. Oh no! It's a twist, right? So Felix's voice gets really deep, and he's like, "Ha ha ha!" Like, "Well, oh hello, Seth." Law. I don't know exactly what he says. So, and then he attacks Seth with a. It's a knife for sure. Someone has a knife. He attacks him with a knife. I want to think Seth has a pipe, but he has nothing with him on this point. Um, but because Seth gets the knife from Felix and slits Felix's throat. 
hardcore. Yeah, Felix is dead. Press- Seth is such a badass. Okay, that's scenes. the other thing. Then this guy's dead too. He was killed. So it's like everyone's just dying. There's bodies everywhere. It doesn't really seem chill with me. So well, this is probably like all happening on the underground, like the down low. That's true. Because remember, they said earlier something about the Vatican, like covering us. That's true. But the paramedics came and picked up Dan, so it's like the police are in on it. But is it the Vatican? The Vatican body bag paramedics, bruh. I believe it. So, dude, I mean, like they're making the Vatican seem like this really shady ass industrial complex, which I I mean, with the Vatican, I don't deny is probably the case. But like, up like honestly, of... I thought it was a pretty realistic interpretation of the Vatican. Right. But like, I'm sure that it was like, you know, special, super, supernatural paramedics or something. I mean, this is my no, I, yeah. rationalizing <laughs> for the suspension of disbelief. So back at the Sparrow House, as it's more formally known, um, Seth says that they need a personal item. Uh, excuse me. A personal item. Ew. I burp all the time in this podcast. People probably hate it. I literally always do that. Um, uh, Tom was on last time, and he burped so many times <laughs> into the camera or to the mic when I was like um, listening back into it. I was like, I love it. I'm not editing any of those out. So, I feel um, like you should like make one happen. I know, honestly. You got to burp. I don't burp. have beer. Like, I'm just drinking rum. We're just drinking booze. So then um, uh, Seth's they need a personal item. So he notices a ring in a photo that Cameron's wearing and a photo of him and Lindsay and Dan. And Cameron's in like a baseball uniform and he's got a little ring on. So Lindsay gets the ring from the her dresser drawer and she explains that it's Dan's high school class ring. And Cameron loves that stupid ring. Um, so Bitch, uh, I bet you did too when he gave it to you. Exactly. Your little going steady ring. So Seth is <laughs> exactly. Right. Seth is all hooked up, ready to dive again. He tells Oliver if he gets the boy out and he's still down to give him the serum, to inject it into him, which will give him enough time to get the job done. What does that mean? So then uh as in enough time to kill himself and kill Maggie if she's possess if she's possessing him? Hmm, I wonder. So which I don't really anyway, whatever. So it's like because the G- demon can jump from set some Cameron's mind into Seth's mind. I don't really get. Is there like when the when he goes into those like corporal like the like the dive? Is he like able to be possessed because he's like in a weaker state? I don't know. So um probably, probably right. So Oliver shows Seth that he has the Narcan ready. The, the like injection and then um to bring him back to life if he dies and then seth is like let me see that and then he breaks the needle off of it and he's like won't be needing this anymore so uh he's like he's in it to win it he's like i'm not coming back you know he's like i'm ready to die and fucking end this shit you know mm-hmm. so it's sad we don't know we we don't want to see him go i'm gonna do like a sacrifice yourself kind of exactly kinda ordeal absolutely so that's yeah exactly what he's gonna do so cameron is like um well, you know, Maggie, as Cameron's like, I hope you said your goodbyes. You won't be coming back. And then Seth is like, maybe not, but neither will you. Oh, oh. wow. Nice comeback. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now, <laughs> oh my God. So now we're at, a, excuse me. So now we're at, <laughs> we just talked about this. I'm losing my mind. So then now we're at a carnival. That That's what's going on in Cameron's head. It's lit. We're having a great time. So, um. A la- so Seth is at the carnival. We're seeing it from his perspective. And this lady, it like zooms out and uh, this lady's like, sir, are you going to take your ticket or not? And then Seth is like, what the fuck? So he takes his ticket, enters the carnival. And uh, I think the dream sequences are definitely the movie's strong suits. They're like oh, yeah. the funnest parts. And it's they're definitely where it clips along the best. 
Well, for- yeah, because definitely whoever was writing and visually designing this film have more of like an art house abstract kind of absolutely style. When they're doing the like kind of basic insidious stuff, stuff, it's pretty it's like, cut and dry. You know, yeah, getting to the point. When it gets like art house dreamscape, it's then cool. It's like cool as fuck. And, and it's like c- and... kind of like um, cosmic horror. Like you're like not questioning reality. You know, you're questioning reality and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But um, it's definitely trippy. So yeah. it's a very philosophical film. Right. And, no, it isn't. <laughs> well, I mean, like it tries to be. No, I it do. It tries it's to be. Like, like with the writing, like with the real, actual, actual story of no, like yeah, what's going sure. on in the dialogue. It's like it tries to be a philosophical film and that comes out the best in those In the dream, dream scene. Scenes. I think so too. So Cameron and his dad are at the carnival together. Seth tries to approach them, but then they like disappear into the crowd. So I think Maggie's trying to hide them. So then this next clip, it's kind of long, but it's a goodie. It goes through. I, I'll try to explain it the best I can as it goes through because we kind of go through like multiple dream scenarios through it. This is when the movie gets really trippy and weird, which I love. Um, and uh, so, okay, so before we get into it, Seth finds Cameron and Dan again at the carnival. And this is like the confrontation between Seth and Dan. So we'll, we'll, we'll listen. Okay, here we go. Dad, it's that guy from the park. Cameron, I'm here to help you. Why don't you back up before someone gets hurt? Yeah? This is not your father, Cameron. This is not real. What are you talking about? I know it's confusing. You're just gonna have to trust me, okay? Get away from my son. And Dan and Seth fight. You know what? This is gonna end badly for you, man. Cameron, don't be afraid. Do you remember this ring? Ring. You used to sleep with it, remember? Just the class ring. Dad? It's not your dad, Cameron. He looks like your dad and is saying everything you want to hear. It's not your father. Give me the ring, Cameron. You know what? You're a freaking psycho. You stay away from my son. You know I'd never hurt you, son. Okay. I love you, Cameron. Cameron, your father could never say he loved you. You ever heard him say those words? That's so savage. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Cam. Your dad can't okay. say he loves you. Hey. And then this is a, Cameron's like starting to side with Seth at this point. He's no, like, right, my dad doesn't say he loves me. This is not your dad. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Cameron. It's all right. It's all right. What's wrong, Cam? Dad? What's wrong, buddy? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, and it's not your dad, Cameron. Dan's eyes are like black. This, this guy's done something to you, Cam. Stay away from me. Oh, I would never hurt you. Cameron's turning. Never. You're not my dad. Cameron, stop! You're not my dad. My dad fucks He's coming up on four minutes. Ugly ass Cameron! But baby, your eyes are black. Stay away from Cameron. me! Cameron, trust me. But dad, your eyes are black. I'm not gonna hurt you, okay? What's happening? Cameron! So Seth and Cameron are like running around the farm. Cameron! Back alleys, it's scary. Come back, Cameron! Come back! Come on, we gotta keep moving. Work it. It's so easy for me. Don't trust him! He's a bad man, he wants to hurt you! Cameron! Cameron! Okay. What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you, Cameron. This isn't real. It's real. It's real. It's because you believe it. Stop believing it. And I promise you it'll go away. You can make all of this disappear. I just need you to listen to me right now. Can you do that? Okay. Okay. 
Do you have a favorite color? Blue. Blue. Oh, that's good. Mine too. Aw. Oh. They both love blue. They're gonna bond over that later when you see that blue Seth color? is dating Lindsay. <laughs> It's your world, Funny Cameron. side fucking Camilla. You can control oh, everything in it. True. It's your way Polly out. Polly Hurry, your mom's waiting for you. I don't know if you can. <sighs> no, Seth is a boy. He can do it. He's fucking, he's the dog of the dogs. Go ahead. He seems pretty it's emotional be okay. to be like, No, true. I, I, I couldn't do it. I'd be like, oh. No, same. I'm jealous. He seems like he'd be really Now sad. you're in trouble, Cameron. <laughs> <gasps> Go through the door, Cameron, now! You won't get another chance! He's got less than a minute. He's cutting it too close. Oh, come on, boss. Don't know the boy. Going after the bitch that spawned him. Can we also just like talk for a quick sec about it's not like the end. The, that like backstop trailer music right there? Uh, oh yeah, right here. This part. Like, well, this and back there. <laughs> and the. Thank you. Yeah, Lindsay's like, thank you. So, thank yes, we you. think it's over, but it's truly not. It's never over. Like the Arcade Fire song. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's never over. Boss. Hey, boss. How many Wait. fingers am I holding up? Get your thumb out of my face. We thought maybe if it didn't work the first time, it would work the second time because dad? of sentimental. Get it? Yeah, right. it? We reference back. It's sentimental. You went on a Is journey you, with these characters, remember? Okay, so then some other kids' voices back. Dad. Dad. And now we're in a hospital. Dad. And. The family and Seth's family got Mom, killed earlier is a lot. That's awake. Where am I? Gonna... Christy. Can you hear us? What happened? What happened? 
We were in a car accident. Mm -hmm, I know. The car went off the road. That woman hit us. I don't know, honey. You swerved around a jogger. See? They didn't I hit don't a woman. Remember. They swerved to avoid a jogger. You had a concussion. The doctor said that you might be disoriented. You were in a coma for three days. All this has been a dream. You've been in a coma for three days. This is a ripoff of Inception. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it was all a dream. He's like, phew, that's fucked up, because a lot of shit happened. He says, Not so real. So they're all. So you mean like the best character in this whole film, aka Riley, is like not real? Yeah, she was just fake. All along. So sad. <laughs> yeah, sus. <laughs> no, I, I love Riley. She's the best. She is. So we're getting like some establishing sound of a hospital. In case you didn't know that we were in. Honey, this way. Hey, Dad. So you're for some one-on-one -on -one when we get home? Oh no, basketball for him, honey. He's blessed. Think we played on the Wii? <laughs> like we played on the Wii? <laughs> like that, Jake. Oh, I like that, Jake. <laughs> now we know his son's name is Jake. Right. Like, okay. Because we needed that. So they're looking around. He's looking around, and then he sees that the clock is still stuck at three seventeen or three fourteen. One of those. Oh. Yeah. So the glitch. Which is the time that he did the jump, the drop, three fourteen. Dad, what or is it? Yeah. And the kid's like, "What's wrong, Dad? Why are you looking at me like What's that?" What's wrong? No. You're not real. Seth, Seth, don't say that. I love you both. No. You're not real. Dad, Dad. 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 Baby, your eyes are blue. Going somewhere. And then Maggie starts like kicking Seth's ass. And honestly, with the black eyes and like the look, I couldn't really tell what who it was. It honestly looked like Lindsay in Scrubs, but it might have been his like nondescript wife in Scrubs. With I don't really know somebody in Scrubs, and it might have been Camilla too. It was some woman. I couldn't somebody tell who it was. So um. So now, so now we're, we're seeing now that Maggie is in Seth's head now, manipulating mm -hmm. reality. Like, she's jumped. We're not in Cameron's head anymore. So um, Seth gets away from Maggie, fighting her in the hospital, and then he finds his own blue door in the hospital. Uh, um, and, and inside the room, there's, like, this creepy-ass demon. It's like, it, it doesn't look like a person. It's a, it's a demon, legit, with, like, creepy arms and hands and shit. It's holding... Um, it grabs Seth with... Uh, one of its hand, and then, so back in reality, um, Seth and Cameron are still possessed. Everything's still going down. It didn't ever end. He, she just moved to Seth's head, and Seth and Cameron both start floating in the bedroom. All of the tech in the house starts freaking out. Um, and then in the blue room, Demon Maggie has Cameron in one hand and then Seth in the other. And Seth tells her if she releases Cameron that she can have him. So she lets Cameron go, and Cameron snaps out of it, and he's, like, not possessed anymore and, like, falls to the bedroom floor, and he opens the bedroom door and is reunited with Lindsay. It's very sweet. So, like, they're actually bat to it. But fucking Seth is possessed now. So Riley injects the serum into Seth to, like, snap him out of it, and he starts, and so he's, like, ugh, like, snaps out of it, and then he starts crawling on the bedroom, win uh, to the bedroom window, 
and he's like, blah, blah, blah. and then he says, um, as he climbs up onto the bedroom window, uh, like the windowsill, he's like, you end now, bitch, uh, LOL, <laughs> and flings himself out of the window. So Seth hits the ground. It's very gruesome. It's like a very like direct shot. Mm-hmm. It's like a little, like it's like a, it's a pull away shot, you know, boom. And he hits the ground and, um. And then this is kind of where the movie lost me. So Seth comes to for a minute after the demon is expelled, right? Or so he's, because he died. But then he like comes back alive and he's good to go. He's not possessed anymore. So it's like Maggie died and then he came back. And so I guess if you die while you have the demon in you, you come back, but the demon dies. The fuck? How does that work? It doesn't. Because the demon doesn't have a physical form. But then, he, but the then fuck? he dies again. Because then he like actually dies, and then so then everyone comes outside from upstairs apartment. Yeah. And uh, and everyone is um, uh, they're like, don't touch him, don't touch him. But then um, but then he dies for re- like after, they're saying that before like the demon gets expelled, and then mm-hmm. when he dies again, they're like all touching him, and they're all crying over him, and then <gasps> the ambulance shows up. I'm so sad for this man I never met. Right. Or, well, never really knew. I guess that's what I met. Right. No, but they right. met him, but like, who the fuck knows? Like, this guy I've known for approximately two days. <laughs> right. So then, um, you in- know what they say. Right. So love at first sight. So if it's like <laughs> true. So if it's like, don't touch the the guy that's possessed because you'll get because it's transferred by touch. Then so it's like whatever. It follows. Right. So then inside the ambulance. They try to uh, they try a bunch of times to revive him with the what are those called the defibrillator the defibrillator thank you and uh, Camilla is in the ambulance with him <clears throat> and uh, asks them to try and revive him one more time because they try like three times and there's just nothing I bet she did ask yeah she's like please try one more time and then um, that dick so they do they do do it one more time and um, his heart starts beating again he comes back alive yay. Um, oh yeah, 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 I know. So then he looks up at Camilla and then touches her hand, and then dies again, <laughs> like three times in a row. So um, and and then um, it's really sad. You know, he's dead. But then Camilla looks at the camera, mm-hmm. and her eyes turn red, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> so Maggie possessed. So it was like he was possessed all along, still. Like, and then. When he came back alive, Maggie was able to transfer over to Camilla for like the last moment. But mm. I just didn't understand because I thought when he died, it would have expelled her. Maybe there's like a, a waiting period. Like you have to be dead for X amount of time. Right. It like was a full, like, yeah, like rigor mortis has well, to set if, it. <laughs> if this was like the, right. If this was like the big reveal of the film, you'd think they would have like written it in that it like was going to be that like they, die, you know what I mean? That like, oh, it takes a oh, minute totally, to die. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah. So maybe they're kind of setting it up for like um, like a sequel, you know? Yeah. Camilla's possessed now. I think they try to do that with these movies, with horror movies. Like they're like hoping it's going to set up a franchise every time so they don't kill off the demon or the ghost or whatever, or the bad guy right away. Well, they just like, I feel like they think it makes for like a more suspenseful Spenceful ending because it doesn't sure. actually end. So then like. You're in the psychological trap of like, oh fuck, it's still out there. Maybe it's gonna get me. Right, but so if he still had Maggie inside of him, how come when they were all touching him and crying and hugging his dead body and shit, it didn't transfer to any of them? Well, probably because Maggie was like doing it, like like trying to get Camilla. Yeah. So that, well, then I have a problem because then she could like infiltrate the Vatican. That's like, possible. You know. 
true. But then what I was having a problem with is that earlier in the movie, I don't know if it's any of the clips or anything, but there is a part where Camilla says that, or maybe it's Seth that says that Maggie only possesses people that have weak, like, uh, like spirit or whatever. So Mm -hmm. young people, old people like Maggie Grant Mm -hmm. and, um, young, like Cameron, people that are uh, susceptible to it. But then Camilla is like a hardcore demon hunter. Like she's going to know immediately that she's possessed. Don't you think when she's like up in the dream? Because she knows about the glitch and she knows how it all works. So she's going to be like, she picked, I think Maggie picked the wrong person. She should have picked like Lindsay or something. Or somebody. I don't know. I don't know who she should have picked. Because they all know. I don't know. She shouldn't have picked it. I guess she had to go to somewhere, right? Right. So, um, I mean, like half of this movie already didn't make sense. So like. It was kind of a mess. It was more than just a mess it was a hot fucking mess <laughs> um there's so there's i i so got not, a 17% on rotten tomatoes is that what it was it was 17% it's bad um, it's pretty bad it was in theaters though so at least it's got that going for it uh, well how many theaters right exactly and for how long and what was and for on? how long and how much did you make and what was yeah what was the box office revenue <laughs> Um, I, sometimes I pull like trivia from IMDb for these. Um, I only have one that I think is interesting. You'll, you'll like this. Ooh, that's sad. You only have one. I know. So, uh, so it says to prepare for the role, Aaron Eckhart disguised himself as a weird wheelchair bound, mentally ill veteran war, Vietnam war veteran, and then yelled at people on Venice beach. And, and in one experience, Eckhart <laughs> sat by the front door of an expensive house when the home order owner arrived she was frightened by his presence she went inside but came back one moment later to ask if Eckhart was okay according to Eckhart this uh he was very moved by this experience because he saw the woman's effort to change and have sympathy I think it is so fucking shitty to pretend to be mentally ill and a handicapped person for why just to get a little idea of what you're gonna do with this shit movie you know what I mean? Because it's not like that would have changed his character or like the acting or anything. I think it's kind of funny. You think it's funny? I okay. think it's funny. Well, I used to live in L.A., so like I know what it's like out there. And like, well, yeah, for sure. Um, to do that in Venice Beach, like I would think that would be hilarious. But I mean, I also know that he was probably taking it very seriously because he's a method actor. It and... just seems like so. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't want to say ableist, but like almost like um, just like. I don't know, like not being very sensitive to other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just pretending to be something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, I got, it's just like, that's kind of like part of the method acting process, though, is like you have to embody the... And part of it, and his character isn't even a Vietnam War veteran. Yeah, <laughs> So I know. what's the character supposed well, to be Well, I think, there? I think he was trying to go for like the same level of trauma. Okay, I can see it. You know. For sure. So, kind of dumb. Um, okay. But yeah, that is like kind of kind of weird right weird i mean <laughs> you know yeah. so um so at the end of uh the we always do like that's a, oddly specific it is i thought so too it's when I read oddly it, I was like, specific kind of weird um but yeah so uh you've never been on the show before so um the ending we always do a rating of the film from a zero to five scale it's not stars or anything it's different depends on what movie we watched so for this week it's going to be zero to five Stupid class rings. So we're going to rate the movie on a scale of zero to five stupid class rings. And we do a mean average. So you do a score, I do a score, and then we do the average of the two, and that's our score for the movie. Um, we'll do a closing argument, closing thoughts, and then you'll give your, your rating. If you'd like to go first since you're the guest, I'd be happy. Or I can go first. Closing 
closing just arguments what, just or closing closing comments? thoughts just what you just your overall thought of the movie and then your rating of zero to five stupid class rings um i guess i would say my overall thoughts on this movie if you have you know an hour and a half of your life that you are willing to waste go <laughs> ahead go Don't ahead to truly throw to, away. To, truly throw away Go ahead and uh, watch this film, uh, but don't expect to enjoy it seriously. Watch it knowing that you're gonna, you know, is like take it as a comedy. <laughs> um, it's funny. That's kind of what I have to do with films like this. Let's just take it as a comedy. Um, I think that there were there were some good aspects of it that make it like good enough to exist mm-hmm, in the world of film. Uh, like we had said earlier, like the dreams to gay kinds of stuff. Yeah. And some of the ideas that they were running with were really, really cool. I think uh, so too. Their character development and their, their character writing sucked fucking ass. A little weak. It was really weak. The dialogue was really weak. The acting was really weak. You thought? Um, who did you think was particularly bad? Because I thought actually everybody was pretty good. Oliver, Riley. Okay, okay, like the main people. Aaron. They're the homies. Like Seth, Seth, I thought Oliver kind of sucked. And little Cameron was creepy. So that was, Cameron, a, was a good little ass. Cameron episode. was probably like the best. <laughs> True. Cameron and Riley for the win. What Cameron about and Riley. Lindsay, the night is dark and full of terror. She was pretty good. She was all right, but her character was inconsequential. No, it was dumb. And so she like, kind of was just a wet blanket the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I almost said wet bag of sand. I mean, that <laughs> works right. too. She like weighed everything down just like a wet blanket, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. But a wet blanket is uncomfortable. Right. Um, and then fucking Camilla's accent just like makes me want to like rip my ears off like, like Van Gogh. It out from the movie, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't like to hate on it too hard. Um, okay, well, I thought Oliver and... I Oliver. I, 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 well, I thought that his acting was like the weakest. Really? His like delivery. It was just like okay. really was, flat. It was pretty dumb. You're right. And I mean, that's not entirely like the actor's fault. Like, no, it was kind of what he, he didn't really with. have a lot to work with. You no, know, I don't like high places. Like, what are you supposed and to do? Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, the, the humor fell short, but made up for it in like a lot of, yeah, other, uh, way. other, other ways, <laughs> uh, unintentionally, probably. Um, so. All in all, I would say, like I said, you've got an hour and a half to truly just throw away. Right. I would watch this movie. I think that's also a little harsh to say, but it's not, a little harsh. It's a little harsh, but not really. So then, what would you give it? On I a would. Scale? I would give it on a scale of. Are we doing one to five or zero to five? You can do zero if you want to be that hard. I'm not going to be that hard on it. (laughs) I like to put the zero Um, on there because you can go there. Yeah. No, this movie doesn't deserve a zero. I would say it's like a a 2.3. Okay. 2.3. It's not quite at a 2.5. I might have to pull out my calculator for that one. (laughs) Well, it's like slightly under half. No, okay. I feel you. No, 2.3. It's fair. Um, So, Okay. Thank you. My closing arguments. I find this movie entertaining. I like that it clips along nicely. There's good little beats. It's good for a podcast. You can clip it along. I like a, I like a twist ending. I talked about that last week or last episode. I like a twist ending for people that stick around for the, what are we at, hour and 54 minutes. So if you stick around this far, you get a little twist ending. So um, I like a little twist here and there. Um, 
yeah, I thought as far as, so it was kind of trying to do like a genre bending of the horror film, you know? And I think I said this before, it kind of lacks in both the horror and psychological thriller genres. It doesn't really meet either of those. Yeah. It kind of just falls flat on both accords. Um, I wrote all the actors are great except for Camilla. She's like cardboard. I like everybody else. But um, but I agree with you, and you're right. Some They didn't have much to work with in a lot of places. But mm-hmm. I think in other places, Lindsay was really killing it with the facial expressions and stuff. She's a really good actress. I wish we could have gotten... I wish there was some way for you to see, dear listeners, how how distraught of a mother she was. So um, I like that this movie pokes fun at the like classic exorcism tropes and turns them on their head. The priest, the green vomit, the head spinning around. They like make jokes about that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of mentioned in the peripheral. So... Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, this is this is just kind of like another possession movie at the end of the day. With an M. Night Shyamalan twist. With a little twist. A little lemon twist. So, See, the twist pissed me off, though, because it's like an M. Night Shyamalan Yeah, it's kind of like, oh. M. Night Shyamalan the ding dong. So, no. But I will say, I'll give the movie this. It's certainly not predictable. Um, they're, the twists are not obvious. You kind of are along for the ride. But okay, I was going to say this, though. I'm really bad at noticing twists in movies, because when I watch a movie, I always just kind of like let it overtake me and just mm-hmm. like let the plot go along and then when i'm done listening watching it i'm like okay then i think about back on it you know what i mean whereas a lot of people i know like friends of mine are like oh i saw that twist coming because i yeah. like think ahead on a movie you're that that's, kind of person that's me yeah because like when i'm watching a movie i just get like sucked into it i just let myself get like sucked into it and like let them reveal it as they reveal it well like even in really well done twists yeah unless it's really really subtle I'll notice it. And part of that's because, like, I, I have a degree in film production, so I, like, literally have a degree in studying, oh, cool. like, films. I love having film people on this so, show because I'm not, like, I'm not, I've never studied film, but, like, yeah. I love. But so, like, I know how to pick up on those nuances because I've been trained to, like, pick up yeah. on the nuances in, like, the mise-en-scene and the, the dialogue and, you know, like, the writing yeah. and, like, all of those things. So it's really, and I'm already extremely observant and detail-oriented. Right. So I yeah i like having those voices on your uh kelly you tom you're all like film people that like mm-hmm. it's cool it's fun i like that so i give the movie um cinema squad <laughs> oh no i was i don't want to i want to i want to give it five. Oh five no out of five i think it's really good no i don't what? know i don't know i kind of love it i'm sorry i'm not i'm not judging you please <laughs> don't like it. make your rating based Fine. off of my face right now <laughs> i will give it i'm all right i'm giving you're it a bandana f- a four out of five <laughs> <laughs> is my rating how do you do that with an average so you do 2.3 <laughs> wouldn't you like add it and then divide it by like the by number of numbers 10. or is it you divide it by 10 what wait because is it mean okay this i'm like trying to get back to like ninth grade math here is Don't it you... mean like you add up all the numbers and then you like divide it by, by how many num- numbers oh, okay so 2.3 so, so it would be it would be 6.3 divided by 2 no divided by because oh, two. two numbers. Wait, wait, three point one five. Three point one five. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I hate that. I I feel really dumb that I didn't know how to do the mean. That's okay. We had like, I mean, like I'm sitting here, like I think this is how we do no, it. No, it was. You're right. <laughs> I was gonna do, no ten. I was off. I was like ten double. No half. You're right. thinking of percentage. I think you're right. Um, but uh, yeah, cool. Three point one five stupid class rings out of five. Cool. We did it. We did it. Thank you. Uh, this has been really fun. We've been doing, we did a great job. So, <laughs> if I do say so myself. So, yeah, we're pretty cool, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so modest. Um, so, 
cool. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for coming along. Uh, please email us uh, if you want to ever talk about anything about the podcast. I say us, but it's really just me. You're just emailing me. I produce the show. I run the show. I do it all myself. I like to make it sound like there's a team doing this, but it's just me. So um, Why'd you just blow your secret? Because I, I don't know. Because it's, I want people to know I work really hard on it. It's all just me. Oh. <laughs> but wait, if you have any comments, questions, or if there's like anything about the show that you like, dislike, want to, I don't know. I like just want to hear from people that listen. Or if there's anything about WWE movies, like ones you want to see, or anything about wrestling in general. I love wrestling. I love WWE. Then uh, email me. You can reach me, us, the podcast at mmnrpodcast at gmail dot com. That's Monday Movie Night Raw podcast at gmail dot com, but it's initials mmnr podcastgmail.com happy halloween see you around i'll be back in december for a christmas episode for you guys real quick what are you gonna be for halloween this year <laughs> i was thinking <laughs> that was a great like witch laugh <laughs> okay that sounded like female mr krabs just <laughs> honestly <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> oh my um, god uh i'm gonna be i was i don't know exactly i have not i've not gotten a costume yet but i was thinking what about a pig witch a pig witch like a like a pig dressed up as a witch oh that's cute <laughs> i like that isn't that cute what about you i am gonna be a psychedelic pirate so uh if any of your listeners watch one piece oh. the anime mm-hmm. i'm basically going to be like pre pre uh saving luffy's life and giving him the straw hat shanks if shanks took acid on a regular basis and was a female <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, you're going to be all stretchy like him. No, that's Luffy. <laughs> I don't know. Luffy Shanks though. is his, like, the guy that, like, <laughs> set him on his Oh, path, okay. Basically. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on, MJ. I love you. Thank I you love for coming too. to do this. <clears throat> it's too late. We got to go. We got to go to bed. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Guys, babies or something? This place ain't that bad. Well, look at it, Matt. It looks like it's haunted. Let's just go home and watch Halloween Havoc and forget all about this one. We've got plenty of candy already. Well, well, who cares about candy? I came here to see something scary. Cool. Uh, I think I hear Mom calling. Sisters, what a pain. Who brought her? Hi, kids. Wow, it's Tony Schiavone. Hey, shouldn't you be at the pay-per-view? Um, I have a helicopter waiting to pick me up in a few minutes. What's that smell, Tony? It's my wife. She's baking. Cookies. Would you kids like to have some? What kind are they? Only a kind a mother could make. Why don't you come inside and have a bite of her cookies? We have enough treats already. We came here to see something scary. You want to see something scary? I'll show you something scary.